Welcome, everybody, to episode 94 of The Shop Pod. I'm Alex. I'm Mark. And we've got so much to get to, so let's start The Shop Pod! www.theshotpod.com. Don't forget the zero in shot. Time to start your Christmas shopping. La 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 la, because you'll be broke <laughs> in 60 days. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you heard about that 10% increase on property tax in Oshawa, but if you're an Oshawa resident and you listen to the Shot Pod, I'm letting you know, I'm warning you, this is Alex's official warning, 10% increase in your property tax is done. It's sold. It's passed. It's law. It's over. You're not waiting for it. January, it's coming. So if you pay... Most people pay. I don't know what the average property tax in Oshawa is, but I'm gonna I'm gonna guess if you're a person that owns a house and you're listening, like some of the people that you know, our friends that we know, um, I'm gonna guess you pay six hundred dollars a month in property tax. Maybe I'm lowball. Okay, if I'm lowball, you can all laugh on air. You can go, ah, Alex, listen to Alex. <laughs> but if you're if you have a house and it's about six a month in property tax, it's about to be a grand. You're gonna get about an eighty percent increase because of the ten percent year. It's a ten percent yearly. So they'll take it's if you pay ten grand, you're going up a G. So right, you know what I mean, and they'll—they're not going to just spread that out through twelve months. They're going to charge it to you yeah. at the beginning of the year. So, anyways, be prepared. Go Christmas shop today before that property tax kicks up, boys. Yes, yes. So today uh, we've had uh, cherry and lime gin smash, Georgian Bay gin smash, smash, and today it's just cherry. Just cherry. I open the root beer first yeah. because you know me. I'm a. Oh, I, I was going to say root beer, S L U T. But but I will yeah. I I will uh, censor myself and call me a root beer uh, um, <laughs> aficionado. Uh, thank you, <laughs> thank you very very much. Uh, but yeah, so this is episode ninety four, and that means we're gonna go through. Can we say four every time? Can we not sure. say four? We're gonna go through nineteen ninety. Should we start with that? Yes. All right, I'm down to start with it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Do you want to start us up? First off, right. did we start with? No, let's start with what was going on, and then we'll talk about what we were doing. Yeah. And then, but but just so you know, just a quick preview of what's coming in the shop pod. Okay, we are going to talk about 1994 and all the movies, music, and video games. We're talking about what me and Mark were doing and why it was better than 2024. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're we're going to talk about that, and then we'll be jumping to the insane amount of what's been going on in uh, American politics, Canadian politics, what's going on with Trump, what's going on with. Um, we have, like, the list is massive. Like, I don't even know what else to get. It's so much Trudeau. So much to talk about with Trudeau in India and all I mean, that stuff. We've also got to, we have to start touching on some stuff that's Halloween because it we is, are yeah. in October. It is October. Yeah. Um, I was talking about costumes. So, well, I've definitely got some costume okay. talk about what I want to do this year. And, yeah, we've, th this episode's going to have all these things. They're all coming. Likely, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, which and you can see me pointing at you right now. That's right, you! I'm pointing at you! Um, when this video is over, you'll want to jump on Spotify, Amazon Music, uh, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and you'll want to listen to the other hour and a half to get all that. That's, yeah. that's where those parts will come in. But yeah, let's talk about 1994. In 1994. 1994! I gotta argue this might be one of my favorite years for music. And it, How old are you? Okay, Jared, Jesus. Jesus, I do it every month, every every week, uh, seven. I was seven. So I was, okay. um, first off, complete family turmoil, like the worst. Like, dad, this was when the real dad was like, 
my mom had found the stepdad and they were getting married and they wanted to change my last name. So my real dad was like, F that. You can't take my kid's name. And like, I was just in the middle of this tug of war. Yeah. And it was chaos. And like, my dad and my and his w- new wife with my stepsisters would show up to my elementary school. And then like, my mom was like, Yo, I'll call the cops if you do that again. Like, it was crazy. And he's like, It's my kid. I show up, take a fraud. like, Damn, we'll want to. Like, it was nuts. Not to mention that everybody in the family was on drugs and drinking at different times. So nobody was innocent. Yeah. And as an adult, I see that. But yeah, so for me, it was very tumultuous this this time. Oh, yeah. So music, media, and attaching myself to the, to the things that were, you know, so, uh, Sonic, the Side AM show would, would, would have been out, you know, and I would yeah. probably would have started catching it now because it's been a year. There's a scene where, like, Uncle Chuck is like a robot and the power ring brings us free will back for a minute. And Sonic's like, Uncle! And he's like, oh, sonny boy. And then the ring wears his power off and he goes back. And I'll never forget as a, as a boy that year, connecting with that scene like because th- this adult who he loves and, and looks up to went back to going ah I'm gonna get you and it, it reminded me of the way like my, my parents and other ad- and teachers and people were just snapping at me because I was you know a little crazy mouthy energetic kid yeah. and it, this show really helped me like I am Sonic I'm I'm loud and fast and 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 I know in my heart that what I what, that I'm right in, in, in the things that I'm doing I'm pursuing but I got to understand that everyone's going to tell me that I'm wrong along the way yeah. every person's going to tell me it was a great great for me so that was my 94 for sure what about so you? I was 12 years old and at this point my mom uh, was with my stepdad and like moved in was it a fresh move yeah. in you think now we're all living in the same house kind of thing yeah okay yeah he's but got a couple kids himself yep so it's now your mo- your your brother you and your sister Yep. Uh, Twa yep. of you with his, and we've got a we got a household of seven people now, five kids and two adults. Yep. So it went from being a, a small house with single mom to a pretty big family. Yeah. But it was also uh, it was a big year for me, at grade six, seven, maybe ish, and uh, and there was a project that we had to do in school where we had to pick a disease to study. And you picked the one, and I picked leukemia because that was what that killed was my dad. Right. And oh my god, like me trying you to, had to learn talk it, to your mom you said yeah me trying to learn it it wasn't just talking to my mom it was just trying to learn about the what learn about it and what do you just breaking down and then and then mom's like well why did you do this i'm like because i wanted to know yeah what took my dad i'll be honest with you mark this part of the reason that i love you so much and that you and i get along is because like this is what separates the men from the boys you yeah. know in, in a true sense you know men aren't supposed to be in touch with their emotions and 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 I kind of agree with that. I'm kind of like on the toxic masculinity train that like we're the protectors and we're kind of supposed to be like getting stuff done. Yeah. We're not here to cry and whine about things. We can do that when it's all said and done, you know? Yeah. I, I believe that a man should be like that. But how do you get like that? This is how you get like that because you 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 fight through the pain. You know, you go and you find out what killed your dad when you yeah. were too young to understand. You were five when he passed. So you didn't understand the pain of his disease, how it came. You didn't even understand how his his, his cancer was different than a cold. You did not understand. Now you're 12. Now you understand that a cold isn't so bad. You've had a few. You've seen some other friends probably with cancer, or parents or grandparents, you know? You've got a better idea. And you've chosen. Like your mom said, then why would you do this? I did it, mom, because sometimes a Jedi has to do what's right, even if it's the hardest <laughs> decision, right? It's, it is. It's, yeah. it's literally... Like, I can quote Star Wars when it comes to real life all day. Yeah. But that's where you were. You became a Jedi that day. You became, you know what I mean? You became a man as a 12-year-old. Yeah. And like I said last week when we were talking about, I think last week you were 11, right? In 93. I said, this is really, 10, 11, 12 is when boys start to be like, I'm going to have to provide. I'm going to have to get a job. I'm going to have to fight a guy for a girl one day to prove that I'm better. Or maybe I'm going to have to do something to prove that I, I'm worth, you know, building a life with. Dead already. 
Oh, okay. We got seven solid minutes. Now I can say <laughs> fuck shit cutting. Yeah, anyway, so the YouTube video for this week will be short, but that's all right. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be a small clip. It'll be an insight into what this episode, what this episode is about. But yeah, so I, I'm very proud that you would do that. And, I, and that's what I just want to point out that that's what if you're if you're a guy that's out there and you're emotionally tumultuous or emotionally, you know, burdened the way I think a lot of us are. This is how you get better. This is how you become a better man is by deal. Maybe deal with, you know, your drug addicted dad that, that, that you know, look into what 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 he what he was like and what he went through and all that bs you know look into what killed your parents and if it was something natural like that you looked into how he naturally suffered probably how the disease ended him and what it was like in the end and it was probably really hard to read about what he went through yeah you probably thought he was pretty damn strong oh yeah because how much treatment did he do how many months and years did he, of, of pumping them full of chemicals did he do or did he just say fuck it i'm taking this balls deep no, i'm taking it it raw. was it was a couple years he did fight because yeah. he obviously like like any most men but that probably make you proud too yeah. dad wanted to fight to try to stay with us you know yeah. And that's an uphill struggle. Uh, I mean, I've heard both sides of the spectrum now too. Okay, uh, okay. But but when it comes to my mom and going through it, uh, when my dad had said like, "Well, how much time do I have left?" My mom couldn't stay in the room, and she had to go. Yeah, she, I would too. I don't know if I could she, do it. She had to go, and then my aunt Linda actually went into the room with him until he. So passed. it was a brother sister thing. Yeah. Okay. That's hard as shit. Anyway, so you and you dove into that ball head first, fucking yeah. nosedive into the deep end of the pool yeah. with no fucking water wings. And that's how you fucking get there. That's how you get there. You know, that's how you get to a point where you're remote. You, you can raise your own goddamn kids no matter how much struggle their mother tries to put you through. Right? Yeah. That's yeah. how you get there. Exactly. So, any men that are out there, you got kids you're not seeing or you got struggles that you're not dealing with or maybe you're having trouble keeping a relationship, like you've got inner issues and this is how you deal with them. Fucking yep. head on. Exactly. So, I'm proud. I love you, Mark. Thank you. Anyway, so yeah, talk to me more. So it was an it was emotional year for you because you dove deep. You you did a little timeline jump back to when you were five and relived the the bad dad passing, and you probably came a lot more peace. Um, probably came to you at the end of all that. Yeah, well, this was also the year that uh, that school, as morbid as it is, made me uh, write my own obituary. Fucked up. And uh, you're like, uh, my dad. I read my dad's obituary. Was that enough? Yeah, <laughs> but but at the same time, it also helped put a goal in your mind of what you wanted to be. And my goal was to be a father. And it's like, nice. oh, okay. So like it all it all fits together. That's like so a sweet, neat man. little package. And that I think that kind of shows a lot about the person like if you have kids just how easily influenced they're like that Mark's dad wasn't even there. Not by his own choice, but I mean like he wasn't there because of circumstance and Mark still wanted to be a dad. Yeah. And then you look at me and you see when a dad completely abandons you. How now? I don't want kids at all, and I spent my whole life scared to have them because yeah. I thought I, I I was worried I'd do the same thing or whatever the di whatever the, the thing is. Isn't that that that's interesting to me? Because I feel like we're very similar in our heads. I feel like you know what I mean. You, people always say, "Oh, she would be a great dad," blah 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 blah. But I've never thought like that because yeah. I had an opposite experience. You know what yeah. I mean? Very very interesting. How so? Keep that in mind, guys. You know, you, your kids, man. Even the smallest details can influence them years and years later. I love how the camera's trying yeah, so hard. The camera's trying. It's like, I got it. No. Our, our camera's trying to turn on and record again, and it's like, it's okay. You've done all you can. <laughs> yeah. you know? I got it from, we got it from. <laughs> all right. So talk yeah. to me some more about 94. All right. Uh, world's first satellite digital television service launched. 
Uh, next up, we had uh, Netscape Navigator released, quickly becoming okay. the market leader for browsing the web. So for those who didn't know, the internet's only a couple years old. It's mostly military at this point, and not a lot of people know about it, but it's beginning to be go to houses because people are playing video games. And I think the Oregon Trail was now out and a thing, a pretty big thing in schools, <laughs> like on, yeah. on DOS. And Windows 95, those that don't know, is on the horizon. It's about to change yeah. the world. So this is a... The last time we're so, going to be able to talk about a pre-Windows world. Yeah. No, well, no, no. Because before Windows 95, there was Windows 311A. And before that, there was 3.1. Which is a DOS-based program. So to be... No, they uh, weren't DOS. There's still command. There's not a point and click as uh, No, it's point and click. Is it yeah. really? Yeah. Maybe not. Because the version of Windows 3.1 that I played was still black screen DOS until you got in the folder. And then you could choose once you got the programs open. But you still had to start up and go into your C drive. Oh yeah, yeah. So that part was—that's what I'm talking about. Just the, yeah. upon startup, you still had to go in, and uh, there was no—it wasn't like, oh yeah, we'll just grab these files and start your computer up. You had to tell it where to go. Yeah. Okay, so it was still like that, right? Yeah. Okay. But we're. This is. I would just argue that this is the last year that we can talk about where before like the world really like Windows 95 was revolution. Like yeah. Windows 3 and all this stuff was stuff. If you already had a computer, you were like, oh, let's check this out. But people got a computer because of 95. Well, Windows. So so Windows had. It started uh, trying to plan being the main operating system, so it got to the point where where you were running uh, DOS and Windows, and then at Windows ninety five is when DOS became a exactly. command a command prompt. For those that don't understand, yeah, this is really hard to talk about. Actually, you know what? <laughs> if you don't understand, go fuck yourself. Honestly, <laughs> go get a book on C plus because that's the only way to explain it. Yeah. Operating systems, this is the, okay, I guess the simplest way is to put it like this. Um, PCs run DOS, and your Windows system works on top of DOS, and it always has, and it does to this day, including Windows 11. Apple, the reason that you can't do a lot of things on Apple computers that you can on PCs, like manipulating specific data. You, can, you can't go into a Windows, or, uh, sorry, an Apple computer and delete a file, and that computer shut off and not turn on again. You can do that to a PC. You can go in and delete a Win32 startup file and fuck the whole thing, done. Unless yeah. you have a startup disk for installation, right? Can yeah. you do that on Apple? No. No, you can't. And the reason you can't do it is because the operating system does not run on top of a DOS. It doesn't. No. It runs with it. So that's, for those that are wondering, like, what's the big difference between Apple and PCs or, or those brands? You know, everyone always just thought it was branding or maybe it's just pricing. It's actually the way it interacts with the zeros and ones. Apple works as, a, as one unit, and that's what separated. PC was like, I'm never going to do that. I'm always going to be the computer that people can take and manipulate. And that was why PC, you know, gamers, how many gamers have an Apple? None! Because they're <laughs> fucking useless to gamers because you can't customize anything. But PCs, you can build from literally the shell. And that's the way they wanted to market themselves, and that's why they're still number one. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure PCs and Windows still out. Do they still outsell Apple computers and Apple operating systems, or is Apple number one? Uh, PC still outsells uh, Apple computers, but Apple's selling out Android phones. Oh, okay. That makes sense. iPhones would outsell Android. That may, that I believe. But yeah, as I as far as I'm, I believe there are more copies of Windows in existence than any Apple operating system, and that's never going to change. Yeah. My, okay. All right. Just checking. So that is the beginning of this. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. We have United States uh, NASA STS-62 shuttle mission took place during March. That was a big deal. I remember watching, like, I was only seven, but that was on TV. I remember, like, that was kind of a thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was kind of like um, watching, I don't know, not the moon landing, but it was like, because my mom was in her 20s at this time, and she had me, so it was like, 
you know, when she was a little, little, little girl in 69, like she saw the moon landing, she was three or four. She's like, this is like our moon landing kind of. Do you want to watch this? And it was kind of a deal yeah. for us. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, that was cool. Uh, Sweden and Norway vote to join uh, the European Union. Okay, that's a pretty big deal because, you know, they're like the most <laughs> neutral. They yeah. were the most neutral country on planet Earth at, until that yeah. point, I guess. So the cost of living in 94, uh, the average cost of... We're trying not to make you depressed, by the yeah, way. Yeah, the average cost of a new house was $119,000. Uh, American average income per year thirty seven thousand, average monthly rent five hundred and thirty three dollars. Cost of a gallon of gas a dollar nine. A movie ticket was four dollars and eight cents. Average cost of a new car was still twelve thousand. So last last time we'd said yeah. it was twelve thousand, but now it's twelve thousand three fifty. Okay, so it went up three hundred fifty bucks in a year. It goes up like two grand. A car that was twenty eight grand is thirty the next year. It's thirty two the next year, and now yeah. they're like forty. It's fucking insane. So just inflation, bro, inflation. <laughs> Scary stuff. Okay, keep talking, keep talking. What other cool little 94 living facts? Anything before we get into the music movies and all that shit? Uh, well, still going on through the events. One second. There was the Major League Baseball player strike. Oh, that was huge. Yeah. That was huge because the Jays took the series in two? Two and One three. And two and three. So this was, that's, people argue, there's a big argument that they would have had three in a row, and I'm pretty sure that's pennant, like, at the time, it was like yeah. that would have been a world record three in a row. I don't think anybody done that but the Yanks. It caused the '94 season to be canceled because the strike lasted 232 days. And then by the time '95 came around, all the players that were on the Jays that helped them take those championships had got other contracts and signed off on other things. Very, very that's a big argument that the greatest Jays team that ever existed was they would have had three in a row and broken some world records. Anyway, go yeah, on. keep going. That was a big deal. It really was. Uh, Jordan and Israel, uh, the country Jordan and Israel, signed a peace treaty. The IRA announces a complete cessation of military operations. I'll throw a big one out there. Nelson Mandela became president of South Africa that year. Yeah. That's a big deal. Uh, the United Nations withdrawals from Somalia following attacks by militia. Oh, and let's just talk about Somalia for a second. Like, are you fucking with me right now? It's 2023 and we're sti there's still bullshit over there with that. <laughs> like, like you think you know what I mean? You think when the guy was doing the, I'm the captain now that we would quit? Fucking with Somalia. We ain't going to win that one. But no, we're still, still. Like, just anybody that goes to, like, Somalia is, like, the most dangerous country on the planet. Yeah. It, just, just do, guys, just do something about this. So in regards to what I was saying with uh, Sweden and I think I said Norway, uh, the vote f to join the European Union started, but Norway actually <laughs> voted no. The Ebola virus New outbreak of the Ebola virus begins on my birthday. <laughs> in, uh, Good in for Zaire. you. <laughs> you caused it. It was all your fault. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to talk about what, what were people actually talking about that year, though? Because I'll tell you. What was the most important news topic? What was on everyone's mouth? I'll tell you. O.J. Simpson fleeing in the white Bronco. Yep, that yep, happened yep. in June. I believe it was June. There was the live uh, L.A. footage of him on the highway, and that was in June. That was and I the, that that, it, that was that, the talk it, of the year. It made headlines. Well, I, it I also mean, made Ford sell a lot of Broncos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but also something else uh, that was actually a musician that was near and dear to me, Kurt Cobain, commits suicide. Did he though? Did he though? <laughs> Did he though? No. <laughs> what was this April? They say it was the third he killed himself because they found him on the seventh or something. What was it something? Like that? Am I yeah, right with so, the April? Yeah. Um, do you ever read Heavier Than Heaven, the book? No. By Charles R. Cross. I would encourage. I know you got to watch the documentary Soaked in Bleach. That I've, was amazing. I've cr I've seen all the documentaries. 
Yeah. Uh, that, but there's with, literally audio of Courtney's friend saying like, "Oh yeah, well yeah, Courtney had me do this," and it's like, "Wait, was that a what? was that a confession? Yeah. Why? Why is this? What the?" Oh, they just arrested a guy who killed Tupac, apparently, yeah. this week. So, I mean, we never know. You never know. Maybe tomorrow they'll arrest the guy that killed Kurt Cobain. Yeah, fucking who knows? But, um, Kurt, let's let's just take a quick minute for that one. We got to talk, like, so there's a few issues. We'll get to what, um, in music, how that affected, but he released a posthumous album that year. That, I think, was pretty powerful. Um, Kurt... had the stomach issues and that was the year that he went because he finally he had money he had yeah. a lot of money at that point he in utero dropped the year before they'd done the world tour it got cut short every you look at the fucking schedule he cuts it short every european tour he cuts the north he cuts them all short it's all stomach related it's all because if you're like oh he's a fucking heroin addict he can't stay away from the juice who could the man can't eat so there's a lot i feel the kurt shit you know what i mean and I, if you read charles book it takes those last eight or nine days of the tour. It takes all those details, and it really gets in. You know what I mean? It gets into the grit of them. It really yeah. does. And then Charles actually talks about like what it would be like to be in his head on the day that he tried to do it. It's kind of an interesting book. I, I would highly recommend Heavier Than Heaven to anybody that's into Kurt and would like to cry like a bitch while reading about about how he changed the world and how that year the man that changed the world decided he was too good for it. And that's why when my friends kill themselves, I don't get upset anymore because there's nothing wrong with knowing that you're too good for this and that there's nothing here for you. In my opinion, yeah. IMO only, it is nothing wrong with saying, uh, I got shot. Unless you've got kids. Fuck you. Stick around and raise your kids, goddammit. But other than that, you know what I mean? I mean, Frances Bean seemed to, uh, she figured out Courtney was a psychopath and got the fuck out of there. So that's <laughs> the only thing I'll give Kurt, Kurt shit for. You left a little girl behind and you should never do that. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. I don't care about how bad your stomach is. You brought a little girl to this world, you fucking make sure she's safe. What are you doing checking out early because of that? That I have no respect for. Yep. But outside of that, I know the man was was troubled from the beginning. Yep. And so I got to, yeah, I, I, reading about that kills me. This was also the year Lisa Marie Presley married Michael Jackson. Okay. There's actually, <laughs> we're going to talk a lot about Michael later. So let's just drop him now because uh, when we talk about, he, Michael is involved in the music part of our conversation, the video game part of our conversation, and the movie part. Yeah. Because Michael ruled the fucking world. Ruled the world. And I'm going to tell you why. They made him a child molester in 94, and I'm going to explain why he's not. But okay. anyways, yes, Michael was a very big part of 94. <laughs> We're going to talk about Michael a lot in this episode, and then you're going to go, oh, so is that what they're trying to do to Russell Brand today? Yes! <laughs> anyways, just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> Continue. What else happened, bro? Well, now we're getting onto the movies. Interesting movie. fact, Jeff Bezos founded Amazon. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. Started out in a garage. Yeah, in 1994. Just yeah. interesting little fact. Something else that uh, I wish I could say I knew, but I didn't look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything, uh, just doing a quick little like rip through here. Is there anything in that really went big? Anything big that went down in October, November, anything? No, no, no. We're pretty good. Let's get into yeah. the interesting stuff. What do you want to? Uh, what do you want to hit up first? Well, we'll go with Al movies. Movies? Okay, yeah. I'll, I'm down for the movies. You let's let's rip them. You okay. you rip me rip me your favorite '94 movies. All right. Well, Legends of the Fall, I guess is I guess is considered big, but it wasn't it, it wasn't like a big blockbuster. Leon, it was it was a smaller. It has oh, a cult following. Oh, we have to. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> let me fucking enlighten you. If you have never seen Leon the Professional, a French movie, the first movie, I believe the first movie to star Natalie Portman, just twelve years old, but she plays like a ten year old. Okay, 
She might have done one other thing before that, but this was her breakthrough. But I believe this was her first on-screen appearance outside of television and cart- and um, commercials. Yeah? Confirming that? Can you confirm that? I, one second. No worries. Either confirm. way, Leon the Professional is the story of an assassin who lives in an apartment building, and he witnesses a young lady whose parents are complete trailer trash garbage. Basically, they owe the wrong people money, and those people show up. And this little girl kind of goes over to like ask this guy for like a cup of sugar, basically, because she knows these mobsters are coming and stands there nervously while these mobsters go in and murder her family. And then the assassin guy opens the door and like kind of brings her in to protect her. And, it and, was her first movie. Man. Yeah. And dude, I need to you if you like Natalie Portman, if you think she was good in any in anything, you need to see this. This is probably if someone put like we've talked about top five movies, not just ninety four all time. I've talked about Pan's Labyrinth. I've talked about um, Interstellar. There are movies that are top for me. Like they're just pillar. They're just pinnacle. They're just ten out of tens, elevens out of ten. Yeah. Leon the Professional is an eleven out of ten. It is a classic. It is timeless. It is beautiful. There is no. Se- it is also is beautiful, but it's also a really good moral movie because. You know what I mean? It, even though there's a lot of killing, it is. I recommend yeah. it. Please watch Leon the Professional. It, it, it changed the world, but it was not very popular in 94. Yeah. Shawshank Redemption. That was... You know, huge bomb. Huge bomb. Box office bomb. Nobody went to see it. Although we talk about it today like it's a godsend. Yeah. It bombed. And why did it bomb? Do you know? No, I don't. Nobody can fucking remember the name. Everybody was like, hey, I saw a movie on the weekend that changed my whole life. And they're like, really? Yeah, Morgan Freeman was in it. Great voice. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, what's it called? They're like... The Shingashenka, the Shakawaka, <laughs> Shish Kebab, the Shish Kebab, Rankenstein, Shakaka. <laughs> yeah, nobody. That's that's actually why it, it didn't do well. But it is yeah. a classic. But it bombed at the box office and never made anybody who was in it any money. Now the movie Disclosure. It, I think that movie was necessary. It was critical because I mean everybody was so used to men being in power and uh, and sexually assaulting or abusing yep. their their employees their subordinates and in this it was about demi moore doing that to michael douglas yep and it was a nice this was the beginning of you know movies like double jeopardy and movies that kind of jump into like it's like let's do this but let's just throw a a wrench in the genre like let's make a a horror movie but it will make the killer like one of the kids that's in the cabin i don't let's make a this let's, let's just Let's fuck with the formula. Because the <laughs> 70s and 80s, the formulas, you know, the action movie formula, the horror movie formula, the Freddies, the Jasons. It was getting cliche. Action movies were very cliche. They, they were becoming very Rambo. They were becoming very, you know, cliche. And and comedies were becoming... Everything was just kind of hitting this, okay, I've seen it done. You know what I mean? So the 90s were great because we started seeing wrenches. Leon is a is a, is an, is a movie, an assassin movie with a wrench in it because of the little girl. Yeah. You know, you know Ace Ventura is um, what came out. And it was a comedy, but it had Jim Carrey in it. So there's a wrench. It's like, this is a comedy, but oh, somebody stop me. You know what I mean? Like there was a wrench. Like, who, what is this? He's a psychopath. That's not a traditional comedian. He's a goddamn cartoon character, but in real life. Yeah. There was, I liked that this was the year of movies kind of going out of their box. Um, He put out Ace Ventura and The Mask the same year. And Dumb and Dumber. I thought that was... 93. No. no, that was this year, too? Yeah. On, oh, yeah, Dumb and Dumber, the second one. Yeah. No, 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 this was Dumb and Dumber. Oh, the first one. Yeah. Dude, so three, like, he. this was the year of Jim. You yeah. can't, we cannot deny this was not the year of Jim. He was on top of his game. He was what busy. Else? Okay, so the movie, uh, Clear and Present Danger, Harrison Ford. This was the first iteration of Jack Ryan on screen. 
Oh, was it really Tom Clancy's boy, right? Did yeah. Tom Clancy not yeah. come up with him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Props to Tom. How, Tom must be an old guy if he had. I didn't <laughs> yeah. realize. How old is Tom Clancy? He's got to be in his 60s. Oh, he's, yeah, he's super old. Good for him. Good for him. He's What a cool guy. Yeah. Always writing good stuff. I didn't realize he was putting badass math like he's on screen even now, back then. We've talked about this before on the podcast, but when you have Jean-Claude Van Damme playing an all-American, uh, known as Guile from the Street Fighter movie. <laughs> yeah, the Street Fighter movie. Let's just put it this way. I believe the Mortal Kombat movie came out a, a year or so later, or a year or two later, and thank God it did. Yeah. Because people yeah. thought that was what a video... The Mario Brothers movie, I think, came out sometime around this timeline, too. It's like, video game movies? Okay, if, if uh, action movies and thriller twist movies were at their peak... Video game movies, <laughs> all-time fucking low. All-time yeah. low. We did mention uh, before that Raul Julia only did this movie because his kids... He was fighting cancer during the filming of, and the only reason he did it was because his kids were such a fan of the game. Beverly Hills Cop 3 was a massive and fil finished um, Eddie Murphy's run in that trilogy. I would argue it's my favorite of the three. Yeah, I'm a weirdo like that. I love that one. So the uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. So this is after Freddy's dead. So New Nightmare was not essentially a reboot. It was just uh, supposed to be a telling of what would happen if Freddy actually came into reality. So you had um, the girl who played as Nancy, uh, her actual name, Heather Langenkamp. So her name was Heather in this movie. And, uh, and so she had a little boy named Dylan. Now... There's a fan film that came out. Uh, I think it's called Dylan's Nightmare. Yep. That that was that just came out maybe a month or two ago on YouTube, and it it has that same actor that played as Dylan all grown up, and it's I mean it's it was actually pretty good. Yeah, I I think this is definitely go watch this. Check yeah. this out. It's 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 good stuff to do. Um, in this genre, staying in this kind of weird genre, the, the, I would. This was a great movie for cult classics, movies that even though like Shawshank and stuff, that, that now we, we revel them as genius masterpieces. But at the time, they were underappreciated. The Crow. Oh, Another yeah. underappreciated masterpiece. And of course, you know, we all know that that was, uh, I think, did he die the year before? Or did he die that year during filming? He died during filming. It, but was it in 94 or 3? Because they, they were probably filming it in 3, right? Either yeah. way, the Lee, what was his name? Help me out. Brandon Lee. Had passed away because yeah. of... Uh, a very Alec Baldwin type situation, <laughs> which we will not laugh at. <laughs> Somebody, I mean, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so there was also a movie. Speed too. I forgot about Speed. Yeah, fucking Keanu, my boy. There was also uh, the Page Master. Oh yeah, Macaulay yeah. So many good ones. Combining good. animation with uh, live action. I will admit though, the movies from '92 and '3 better. That list was Stone Cold Killer. These are okay, but Pulp, Pulp Fiction was classic. We've great. got uh, my girl Uma Thurman, who I believe I call her the queen of the 90s. I mean, and the, she just killed everything. Yeah. And then did Kill Bill at the end of it all. Like, pff, yeah, here's my here's me claiming my crown. Now, Stargate had its own fan Ooh. following. It, it, it was kind of like Battlestar Galactica in the sense that it was for the, the nerds. It, it was like, okay, here's your fucking thing that came out with the TV show later to try to carry on the legacy of Stargate. And again, it, it had its own following. I was not part of that following. Oh man. Uh, in the mouth of madness was a, was a great horror movie. Yeah. Sam Neill. What about uh, any kids movies that were big? Because uh, the, one of the, the, probably the biggest kids movie of all time for me came out. Um, I went to see the lion King in theaters I know you're gonna relate to me on this, and I know we've talked on another podcast about it, so I won't. I won't 
uh, dwell on it, but I'm going to... Oh, even thinking about it right now. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. That fucking scene yeah. when his dad comes in the goddamn clouds, Mark. <laughs> I'm in the goddamn theater. I'm a dadless seven-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, not dadless. He's on his way out. Things aren't good. I'm in the tug of war between my parents. <laughs> but dad, I don't know if I'm strong enough, you know. Oh, bro, I can't. I can't even talk about that fucking scene. Yeah. I cannot talk about what Disney. That's why, although Disney is the most evil, disgusting corporation right now, I have this fucking dirty loyalty, this <laughs> disgusting, shameful loyalty on one thread of my pubic hair to them. You know what I mean? Because of what Lion King and Aladdin did for me as a young boy. Yeah. That movie, fucking ugh. I can't even talk about it. Yeah. Did it kill you I, the way it killed me? Oh, yeah. So I, I ended up having an argument years later when E.T. was re-released in theaters. I took Ethan to see E.T. And Ethan, like, bawled in that movie. Ethan's like, E.T. is, like, the saddest movie. I'm like, it's not sadder than The Lion King. He's like, yes, it is. I'm like, picture me dead, all right? If yeah, I'm dead, I'm dead. Then and then you go see The Lion King. <laughs> and now Simba's dad's in the sky going, I got you, son. Did you look up in the sky? You have me too. Don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with me, son. You don't know pain. I can picture this conversation. Yeah. Ethan, you don't know, son. Yeah. Wow. Uh, interview wow. with the vampire was actually huge. No. Johnny Depp, right? No. It was Brad Pitt, Tom oh, Cruise. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm Kurt, thinking of a different Kirsten movie. Dunst. Thinking of a different movie. Yeah. I love that. That was that was classic. I will admit to as much as I shot on Stargate, I watched it when it came out and I did like it. But I I just not a Stargate guy now. Uh, Arnold got a little ridiculous this year. Okay, no, he there were two films that he came out this year in '94. One, True Lies. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. The other, Junior, where Arnold has a baby. <laughs> One other thing I just want to quickly mention that was big for me because I was young was the Flintstones live action. This was the beginning of cartoons and coming to live action and we, honestly, we have been craving it ever fucking since. No Simpsons live action, that would go over great. No South Park live action, people would swamp to that, swarm <laughs> to that. No Family Guy live action, although I have heard rumors that Seth is 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 going to do it. I heard rumors. I mean, I heard there's literally as we speak now, Seth is overseeing casting and if he finds the right people, he's going to do it. I mean, we have that live action Peter Griffin that goes to comic yeah. conventions. He's amazing. Yeah. Sounds just, just like Just get him. Just, just fucking like, hire yeah. the guy. Just fucking hire him, Seth. <laughs> Don't waste any more time. Maybe he has and he's just trying to find a good Meg. He's like nobody's ugly enough to be Meg. I need an ugly pretty girl. Where are they find where they make these? Yeah. Canada, go north, bud. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> um that I, we've been craving that ever since. I think the Flintstones was fucking great and it, it translated well and it was like uh, John Goodman was fucking great in it. Yeah. I loved it. I yeah. absolutely loved The first one. The, the first, first yes, one was really specifically. Good. I'm not going to we're going to pretend the rest of them didn't happen. Yeah. Gonna be a, but the first <laughs> one flawless. Yeah. Uh, so you had so much to say about True Lies, and you said we'll we'll talk about it when we get. Oh, yeah, to yeah, it. dude, True. Okay, my God, this movie for me <laughs> because this like as much I saw The Lion King and I, and it was my first like True Lies was the first movie that I got like adult like I was they were like I was like can I watch this and my my dad's like I don't know if you should be allowed to watch this. My mom's like I don't know if I should be allowed. Blah, 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 blah. So they all get hammered one night and pass out, and me and my two stepsisters just grab the VHS and put it in. It was like fuck this. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'll never forget Ashley and Alicia and me. They're fucking hammed on the couch. They were yelling and fighting. <laughs> Passed out. And me and the two girls, me and my stepsisters are like, we should watch this movie. You know the movie all about shit blows. So we did. We took the fucking thing. This is how fucking I'm gonna this is how dedicated we were, okay? So we're on the we're in the living room. Dad's on the couch, his his wife's on the uh Sherry is on the uh, is on the love seat. They're passed out, and the VCR is under our CRT TV. 
Yeah. Okay? And we have no VCR in the basement where the big video game TV is, but we want to watch this. So we go upstairs, and I very carefully, with one of my stepsisters, lift the TV while the other one goes behind the fucking thing to take the dubbing cables and the power out, right? Yeah. And we slide the VCR out from underneath the TV and calmly <laughs> put the TV. Then we go down the stairs to the basement where we got Mega Man X on the SNES and we're like, turn that shit off! Get it unplugged! Get it out! Get it out! Get it out! Then we get the dubbing cables and we put them in. No, yellow to yellow, white to white, red to red, you fucking dumbass. Come on. Jesus Christ, no wonder there's no sound. And then we watched True Lies. We got to see Jamie Lee Curtis. I was going to say, do did, the you, sexy. Did, you get the, did you get the tingle? Oh, the tingle with Jamie Lee? <laughs> of course. You think my sisters didn't get the tingle when Arnold was like, no, get the chapel? <laughs> yeah, of course they did, right? It was just a beautiful movie. It was just for, for and, and for me and my, I, I believe Ashley was like five, so she's too young to watch it. And Alicia was a year older than me, so she would have been like eight. Just barely old, like, and we the experience we the three of us had was amazing watching that. It was amazing, and I'll yeah. never forget how much my mother freaked out when I told her that I got to watch True Lies with my dad, but he didn't know I did. <laughs> you know, something I gotta I gotta show you and actually get you to everything's watch. the so, reason True Lies is so good. Just so people know why I won't shut up about it. All practical effects. There is no CGI. It's just Arnold and a great director saying, "Let's blow up everything." Yeah. So there's a there's a movie called Revenge of the Ninja that I've been watching since I was two years old. Since I was two, I remember sneaking over to uh, the neighbors when, like, everybody was over there. My brother was over there watching it with uh, the neighbor, Andy. And uh, and I was so desperate to see it. I snuck over there. My aunt uh, was actually babysitting me this that night. Uh, my dad was in the hospital. So I, while my aunt thought I was in bed, snuck over to the neighbors, and I was watching Revenge of the Ninja. So when, so I'm two years old, and this is, like, when kids are watching, like, kid stuff. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. no, I have to watch Ninjas. Uh, so years later, I ended up finding it on DVD. I bought two copies, gave one to my brother, and I have one. And I was like, maybe, maybe I should show Alex this movie. You can see the cheese in it, <laughs> definitely. But oh man, it's still, still one of my. Favorites. I would honestly, I, I'll just um, legally find it online, <laughs> and I was because I'm me and. <laughs> me, Legally me. find it. Yeah, so if I say that probably means I'm going to do the opposite. No, no, it doesn't mean you're going to do the no, opposite. I'm going to do exactly what the law says. But either way, I'm just going to say I will get a hold of that movie and I will definitely check that out because I would like to, kind of like Three Ninjas. Like Three Ninjas yeah. doesn't age well, but rewatch, it's like I'm there. Yeah. It's 93 and I'm back, but we're talking about 94. Yeah. 94. Uh, 94. 94. Forrest Gump. For, oh, Jesus. This, as much as I say that I don't like 94 for movies as much, it's just because there are still class. There's still a huge amount of classics. That was the greatest, one of the greatest American movies ever made at the time. It yeah. has not aged well. I'm not going to lie. It's aged like shit. And I fucking hate Jenny. I'll never understand why people like that movie. Jenny's just a piece of shit. <laughs> she ruined the whole movie for <laughs> Lieutenant me. Lieutenant Dan, you have no legs. I love it. Thanks for stating the obvious, Forrest. I'm a little upset about that. Uh, Dumb and Dumber, I mean, we did we did bring it up. We didn't talk about it, but Dumb and Dumber was iconic. The year of Jim. Just, yeah. You got Ace Ventura, The Mask, and Dumb and Dumber. We don't need to tell you about those movies. Go watch them, and then you'll <laughs> understand what we were talking about. As, a, as seven and 12-year-olds, he was our idol. It was like, I am going to be him. Whenever I was hanging out with my friends and I wanted to make them laugh, I just became Jim Carrey like yeah. in, a, in the moment. Uh, a movie that... Every time I went to the movie stores to rent a video, I always saw a poster for a movie called The River Wild. And it, it starred uh, Kevin Bacon, who is essentially a bank robber. And getting away from the cops, he decided to go whitewater rafting <laughs> because it was a getaway plan. You know what? I can see me <laughs> doing a similar thing. We got to get to the music soon because it's the greatest part of yeah. this, this era for me. Uh, it could happen to you. Nicholas, Very good. Yeah, I like that. Cage. Saw that. Yep. Yeah. 
Time cup. <laughs> shit in a bag. It's a shit on film right there. Yeah. What else do we have? Oh, the 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 remake of the Little Rascals. Yep, yep, yeah. yeah. I remember seeing that. Huge. Actually, wasn't half bad. Some yeah. '90s remakes did okay. The one movie I, I still haven't seen to this day that everybody swore up and down was great was Reality Bites, starring Ethan Hawke, yeah. Ben Stiller, a, and Winona Ryder. Not a, not a bad movie. I'll, 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 yeah, check it out. Check it out. Although, like everything from this era, it kind of hasn't aged as great as you think. Yeah. You know? Okay. That's why True Lies is so good! Because I'm not <laughs> kidding. True Lies is one of those movies you watch today. And you're not like, oh, check out this 90s movie. The only reason you could fucking guess it's from the 90s is because of those cam- the way the camera looks. Yeah. Is that gritty? Yeah. It's like the last made on film like the last things that weren't digital yeah and that's why you can tell but the uh, the actual story and the way things move that you would swear it was just a really good new movie yeah it still holds up now what johnny depp put out this year was called ed wood and it was uh it was about the director ed wood and how he made cheesy campy uh hollywood i guess film noir type horror movies that that weren't big sellers they were b movies but they, I mean, the movie itself. Johnny Depp was amazing. He's in. amazing, and name me a bad Johnny Depp movie. Like I, I'll say it once, I'll say it again. You know, uh, The Specialist, starring Sly Stallone and Sharon Stone. Nice. That was also. I don't great. think I ever saw that. <laughs> what else we got? Richie Rich, Macaulay Culkin. Oh, is Richie Rich. Macaulay Culkin is Richie Rich. I saw that in theater too. Yeah. I fuck. I went to a theater a lot that year. <laughs> I saw. I definitely saw. Um, uh, Lion King. I definitely saw that. Like I yeah. definitely went out. Saw he's, uh, one of the one of those um, uh, Jim Carrey movies in theater too. Because they you know ch- whichever one came out at the end of the year, I definitely went to see. Because by then yeah. my parents were like, oh, I basically won't stop acting like this guy from fucking from Mississauga, or Burlington. So let's just go take him. Naked Gun, thirty three and a third. I miss Leslie Nielsen. Like I miss he was, Leslie he Nielsen was just a, a comedy genius. God, yes. Yeah. Well, he was like a Chris Farley type. My like, Girl Two came out that year, but who cares about My Girl Two? I don't remember. I mean, my girl one is the the ultimate, the penultimate. Yeah. Serial Mom was actually, it was a horror comedy kind of. It has its own cult following. I mean, picture just being a kid inviting your friends over, not knowing that your mom's a serial killer. That sounds fun. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was big for for kids movies. Little Big League, Little Giants. So many. I mean, even just the ones we've listed so far are blank check. Big one where yep. you where you have a kid who receives a blank check hitting on an older woman because he thinks she's attractive. Like, hey, there was some good good movies that came out that were for kids that year. But there's also like, like when you rewatch some of those, you're like, this is for kids. Like, I, I do that a lot when I watch movies from the '90s. I'm like, holy fuck, they just made a joke about big dicks, and yeah. and I didn't catch it because I was a child at the time. But that's definitely a joke about big dicks. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, it's blowing my kind of like watching Adventure Time. Like, I watch Adventure Time, and I'm like, that's a joke about pooping on a man's face. Yeah. But it's in a children's show. It's in a show rated for eight year olds. All right, let's get into the albums. Too much, too much. Okay, <laughs> you, can we just jump back and forth? All right. Okay, first off, Green Day's Dookie. Green Day's Dookie. Oh, uh, so first off, people think that was their debut album. No. Wrong! No. They had an album called? Well, there was Kerplunk. There was 20,000. Yeah, 20,000 Slap Happy Hours. Yeah. That's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. So there was a demo and there was a kind of like indie record. But this was the perfect one. This was, help me out, When It Come Around, Basket, Basket case. case, like just all the classic Longview. ones. Long, like the big, 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 big Welcome ones. Welcome to Paradise. Oh, God, I just came in my pants. Like, <laughs> anyways, 94, big for punk rock. And let's be real, who did it before Green Day? Who? Who? Well, I said I, who? Yeah, like. Well, there were lots of Who did it like that? 
Come on. Not, not, come on. Not in the style Green not Day. The come on. No. You think of the Clash, the police car. Who, who, give me one example of somebody that did it. Like, I, I think Green Day's on the on level with Korn, on level with, with, with Nirvana. All those genre starters. I put yeah. Green Day with them. I do. Okay. Are you with me? Yeah. I, they fucking started that. I'm going to just knock out 190 beats a minute, and I'm going to keep the chords to power chords only but I'm going to palm mute the shit out of them in the <laughs> verses. Open them for the chorus. Same formula every goddamn song, but it's different and fun each time. It was, they were genre starters for like a mainstream pop, pop, pop punk. They started pop punk. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll argue with them. I mean, there were other bands doing it, but they were the first ones to put out a record that was on radio that was doing, that stayed, that no one was like, you sold out. Nobody. When they were doing those insane asylum videos for, for basket case and stuff, nobody was like, you guys sold out. They were doing punk rock on the main stage, punk rock style. That's why I love them. Yeah. Fuck them now, but back then they were cool. Okay. Next, ne next we had uh, Nine Inch Nails, a downward spot. Too good to talk about. Closer, right? That's <laughs> yeah. the biggest. Uh, 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 you wanna fuck me like an... That's all we gotta do. And it's like, I, I'm horny now! I'm horny now! I'm leaving to go fuck my girlfriend. I gotta leave. I gotta go. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that is too good. Next. Uh, your turn. Oh, uh, Biggie Smalls. Uh, ready to die. Ready to die was uh, his debut record, and I mean, it's it's it's. I love it when you call me big pop, pop you know. Throw your hands in the air if, if you're a true player. player. And I just love the Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. When I was flat broke, yo, I couldn't picture this, you know. And, yeah. and he's rapping about. I love it. That good record. Uh, Soundgarden, Super Unknown. You can't. This is a hard year because every record we're saying changed that genre. Soundgarden it was like, oh, so Nirvana's not the only thing doing this that damn good. Yeah. That's what that said. Yeah. Oh, Kurt dying isn't the end. That's it was hope. Yeah. Oh wait, well, uh, it's your turn. Is it my turn? Yes. I go with Illmatic by Nas, New oh, York. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah. very important to hip hop. Yeah. Uh then we had Oasis, definitely maybe. Which can you help me out? What what was the big hit on that one? Because it wasn't Wonderwall and stuff. I think was this the one where it's like do, do, do. Uh, wasn't this Morning Glory? Yeah, that. What's the story? Morning Glory is the yeah. bit was the one with that one. But what's definitely maybe got on it? Is that this one? Uh, yeah, that's that's what I thought was on definitely maybe. No, I don't. I, I, maybe I'm wrong. Can you look? Can we check that real quick? I'm just. I'm not. I don't know. I guess I don't know a lot about Oasis. I always thought that this was. What's the story? Morning Glory was the album that had all the big hits on. Oh, it. Yeah. that's an older record. This is this one had like only like this was when they was they were already starting to fight and everybody was starting to get fucking tired of them. <laughs> I think, but I'm not sure. Okay, let's see what they uh, they had. Uh, Supersonic, Supersonic, Supersonic was okay. So this was definitely the second hit album. The first yeah. hit album was already there. So this is when people started to get tired of their shit. <laughs> Just so we know, everybody knows. Um, that was yours. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Weezer's Blue album. Oh yeah, Buddy Holly, Say It Ain't So, the Sweater Song, My Name Is Jonas, which years later got a revitalization in Guitar Hero. Like Weezer's Blue album, I would argue they are genre starters. Indie rock on the main stage, but staying true to your indie roots. Yeah. Still look, making videos in the garage. Still making videos, you know, making fun of old 50s TV shows. Still staying true to your roots, but now popular. Now yeah. selling millions. And I absolutely would recommend, if you are a fan of music, I don't care what kind of music you do, rap, hip-hop, rock, pop, you listen to that Weezer record and it will influence you a little bit. Yeah. It's a song for everybody. Beastie Boys. Ill, Ill Communication! Communication! Bro. <laughs> There's nothing to say. Go fucking download it. Go yeah. go buy it, steal it. I don't care what you do, but get that record and listen to it. You mentioned uh, Nirvana released uh, an Post album. Posthumously. So he yeah. passed, and I believe it dropped in June. 
Something uh, like that. Yeah, somewhere around It was there. the live MTV Unplugged, and of course the song that put that record on the map that cha- that made anybody who went, Nirvana, that guy just yells a lot. Do you ever hear Weird Al go, We're Nirvana, so I'm yelling, and I'm screaming. Yeah, fuck those guys. They heard David Bowie's Man Who Sold the World, yeah. sung by Kurt Cobain, and he even fucked up the solo and f- had a flat-ass note, and they kept it in the recording, and it's still one of the most heartfelt. You can hear that he is ready to check out in that fucking song, in that recording. He also did About a Girl and a few Meat Puppet songs on that record. Anybody who hasn't listened, I actually, okay, so here's a, a good example. I have a buddy of mine who's into like um, Peter Frampton and Zeppelin. He's like a classic rock guy. Yeah. ACDC is his favorite band. Okay, you, we all know the guy whose favorite band is ACDC, right? <laughs> we all know that guy. Yeah. But he's a rock guy. Like, you can't disrespect him, but he's an old beer drinking. He's got a farm. He probably does HVAC. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, yeah, but you know what the guy I'm talking yeah. about, right? That guy who's like ACDC. What's the drummer for AC's greatest drummer in the whole world? Just kicks, yeah, kicks. Yeah, nobody had groove like that guy. You know what I mean? Like nobody, and people that talk yeah. about them are so great. So he used to talk to me. He's doing Nirvana's fucking shit. I can't believe you're into that garbage. That guy just fucking yelled. Like he was so against. He's like, that's where the bad shit started. They're at fault. And I gave. And there's Ryan, my 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 old buddy Ryan. I know Ryan since I was 11 years old. Ryan's 10 years older than me, so that's why he used to judge me and my Nirvana shit, right? Because he was the Peter Frampton, the 80s kid. So I gave him Unplugged because he'd heard all the Nirvana stuff, and I said, "Will you do me?" He gave me. I think Frampton Comes Alive, because I always used to hate on Frampton. He's like, listen to Frampton Comes Alive, and I'll listen to Live in New York. Yeah. Live Unplugged. So I came back to him and went, you've won me over. I'm a Frampton fan. And he came back and said, you've won me over. That's one of the most beautiful, heartfelt acoustic performances I've ever heard in my life. That's better than Kiss. That's better than Spring. He told me that it was better than Springsteen's Unplugged album. And that's a guy who hated. He literally was like a, a, a Kurt hater. Like, fuck him. I'm glad he's dead kind of type dude, and I won him over. So that's how powerful Unplugged yeah. is. I got to say, Gin Smash Cherry. Killing it? Is probably my, my new favorite. He, he just smashed it. <laughs> yeah, it's probably my new favorite. All right, well, I'm about I, to open I one up. Really, I really enjoyed that. Um, also, with Kurt dead, it was time for Court to shine, so she put out Live Through This by yeah. Hole <laughs> with a bunch of songs that Kurt wrote and never got paid for. <laughs> Next. Pearl Jam released Vitology. Vitalogy, now, I mean, 10 was bigger, but this definitely solidified them in the world of, you know, all that kind of bullshit. I'll go with uh, a not a record that maybe you and I didn't listen to at the time, but was still huge. Crazy Sexy Cool. I was talking oh, yeah. about it on yeah, a previous, yeah. but I finally got our Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls. And yeah. what, what was the other one? No Scrubs. No Scrubs and Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls. Will you sing No Scrubs with me there, uh, Tamara? I don't want no Scrubs. Scrub is a guy who can't get no love from me. Hanging at the passenger side of his best friend's ride. Trying to holler at me. Yeah, that's right. Fuck off, Scrub Boys. We ain't got no time for you. Wash your balls. Okay. Uh-oh. Is it? No, it wasn't. Are you looking it up right now? No, because I have that album. No, no. She's, you know what? <laughs> I don't fuck like this. You know what, Tamara? All right. I'm not trying to be mean, but while he talks about the next album, I'm going to make you look really bad. Alice in Chains, Jar of Flies. Alice in Chains was quickly overtaking Nirvana in the spotlight, other than the fact that, you know, Kurt did what he did or didn't do what he did. <laughs> right? but uh but yeah uh in terms of music like the grunge scene allison chains huge allison chains was probably this one okay it did have waterfalls so i can at least i know it had that don't one. go jason waterfalls right well the name of the song <laughs> oh man it had creep i think that's the one I'm oh thinking. there you go that's the one i'm thinking of all right all right all right now we mentioned uh yeah, i didn't have no scrubs you're right <laughs> fuck we mentioned uh, last 
year, 93, not not last year on the shop pod. But we last episode. Oh, last Smash episode. by the Offspring. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. That that album changed. So that's another one. That reminds me of Green Day's Dookie because yeah. gr- although Offspring had previous albums, this was the first major label but they they did what no other punk rock band could do at the time. I would argue they invented their genre too because yeah. it was different than Green Day because it's they had previous records. They got on that mainstream stage but stayed r- true to the roots. Nobody was like, "You sold out" because yeah. they had a song called Bad Habit and they're like, "That's not selling out. We're talking about murdering people on a 404." Okay? <laughs> they're like, "Oh, I'm with it." Yeah. You know? So in 93, we talked about uh, Cranberries released the, their debut album. In 94, they released the album No Need to Argue. And this was big because it had their hit, Zombie. Ah, which, I mean, I'm going to be real. I'm a kar- I do karaoke with, like, I run karaoke shows. Yeah. I don't do a show without someone coming up to sing Zombie. A girl so, or a guy, always, always. It's an iconic, timeless song. So for me, I was, for, for this album, at, at this time in my life, I was... Uh, hanging out with, I well, it was a couple years after this album came out that I was vibing with it, and when I was vibing with it, I had uh, this uh, amazing best friend. I was dating this girl that I thought to be the hottest girl ever, and then she. It's kind of nice dating a girl. You're like, man, I'm dating a hot girl. That's yeah, a nice yeah, but, feeling. But this was the girl that ended up breaking up with me because i had no money and then but i was at her friend's place when her friend was like oh can you beat super mario this part on super mario for me and i beat the entire game <laughs> of super mario World. Yeah. so sorry i just got to bowser's castle by accident <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. so th- that was when i was vibing with uh good cranberries no need to argue and f- even though it was such a depressing album because my life in my eyes was going so well I was like, man, this is like the best album ever, even though it has a, a really sad message. <laughs> it definitely does. Um, there is, I, I got to just point one out. Uh, this is a, an important year. I said this was an important year because you know how they say like the, the I think, was it you and I that said this? I don't know who said this, but the, like, the 60s didn't end in 69. The 60s ended in 63. The 70s did not end in 79. The 70s ended in 72. The 80s didn't end in 89. The 80s ended in 91. Yeah. They, they 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 were short lived, but the I would argue that the the, the 90s began in 94. Yeah, the movies before this, everything we've talked about before this was trickle down. Green Day is changing the genre. Um, Nirvana changed the genre, and Corn. Yeah, they're self titled, and every per they and, and and of all the songs on that fucking album, there's a lot of accessible do 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 bub up kind of songs that you could have started, but no. What does Corn release? What do they put out for the single? Like, does the song start? Like, and you're like, does it start? Like, how many pies guys are in the band? And then when you're just you're just about to, you're like, okay, I'm changing this track. Are you ready? <laughs> oh my god, I'm in it! I'm with you! <laughs> Nobody had done number one seven strings. Seven strings are brand new. No one cares. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, so minus six in yours has seven. How tiny is that dick? Nobody cares. Yeah. But these guys are like, 
I got a seven string tuned down to B. I literally am lower. The lowest tuning on. I was going to say tuned down to B. Yeah, Keep it, that in mind. Hang on, yeah. B. No, no, it's, it gets lower. So there, I have a seven string tuned down to B, and like the the closest band to them would have been Second Fret, which is Black Sabbath on C sharp. What do they decide to do? B's not low enough. A D G C F A D. They drop it down. You ever see that fucking that meme where it says it says the sound of a black hole is yeah. C. 20 million octaves below middle C, and then it shows this old Renaissance lady turning a tuning peg, like, let's drop this bitch. That was corn in 1994. <laughs> I swear to God, it was. I swear to that, that's what the meme's for. Because they did that, and that, oh, are you ready? That low A changed everything. And I, I would argue that every new metal bit, everything you hear with a tuning lower than fucking E, from Metallica right to Limp Biscuit, started because of corn and Black Sabbath. You have Tony Iommi and and those two fucking psychopaths from Corn, Brian and <laughs> Monkey, to thank for the fact that all... I think you have those three guys to thank for all guitar music. Iommi and those two, because they, they invented changing the tuning. And here we are. Yeah. So I, that's, that's a big one for me. Another one, uh, Stone Temple Pilots, Purple. Purple was big, so uh, Core had big songs. What was the big one from Purple? Can you have uh, Well, there was Vaseline. Vaseline's, the massive one. As well as uh, Interstate Love Song. Interstate Love Song was a huge one. Yeah. I love that. Those are all those are classic. And big empty. Big oh fuck. <laughs> Time to take her home. Or that was on the crow soundtrack. It's conscious yeah. Come on, sing it better than I can. Time to take her home. Her dizzy head is conscious faded. Time to take her ride. It leaves today. No hesitation. <laughs> Dude, so good. Like Let's just take a second and remember the late, great fucking Scott Weiland. We can talk about heroin and all the bitches he fucked all we want, but his melodies of vocal, his vocal melodies. Yeah. Timeless. Thank, thank you, Scott, for giving us what you gave while you were here. Okay? We really are appreciative. Fuck yes! What a good year. <laughs> but we got to talk. We're going to get into video games soon? Or yeah. What, we got how many albums left? Because there's, there's actually 10 more I could go on about, but I'm trying to cut I'm trying to cart and part. Okay, and uh, just list off a few. Far Beyond Driven, Pantera. Awake by Dream Theater. Uh, to Cal, Method Man. Oh, you're so good. That's the one I was going <laughs> to. I got nothing else. I'm pretty much Bush X 16 oh, fuck, Stone. Fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> I was going to. That's a little Bush. What? So good. So uh, Bush is coming. I want to go. In, They're coming. Peterborough. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get my girl to go. She doesn't want to go. You want to go? You want to go to Peterborough? I'll suck your dick. I was ass. And I'm I'll like, suck your dick, Mark. I will blow you if you drive me to Peterborough and I'll pay for your ticket. <laughs> that sounds like a night you can't say no to. Tamara, you're cool with that, right? Uh, Anyways, um, yeah, lots of great records Those are all great I think Bush might have been one of the last ones All right, video games in 94 So I'm going to start with the greatest video game That ever came out in the history of all time (laughs) So after 1992 The guy that did the music for Sonic 1 and Sonic 2 was like, I'm from a band called Dreams Come True. These albums or these these fucking games are selling a lot. I want eight million dollars to do the soundtrack for Sonic 3. And they're like, fuck yourself. How about that? And he's like, Well, you're telling me to fuck myself? Why? How who's gonna do the music? Who's gonna be as good as me? Who's gonna write dope tracks in 16 fucking bit MIDI for your stupid Sonic game that's gonna be bang and just boop boop ka boop 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 ka? Who's gonna keep all the kids that love the Green Hill Zone? Who's going to do that? Who's going to do the chemical plant zone? Who's going to write something that cool? Who's going to keep these kids hooked, motherfucker? You got nothing. I'm walking away. I want my millions of dollars. And they're like, yeah, we got Michael Jackson. <laughs> so MJ comes in and goes, hey, hey. Um, I really like 
Sonic. I think that, you know, he's just so blue and cool. And uh, I just thought, it, you know, timing worked out. Me and Brad, the guys that I work with, came down to Sega and uh, we're the best. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so the infamous Michael Jackson, Sonic 3 comes out in February 94. Why does it come out in February 94? Oh, there's a story. It's a story. <laughs> McDonald's, the company, is so fucking powerful at this point that in 1993, when Sega was like, we got to follow up Sonic 2, let's get this going, they wanted to make a massive game. Massive game. They want to go to space, and Supersonic becomes Hypersonic. We're going to bring in Knuckles and all this shit. So, like, November 93 comes around, and McDonald's is like, you going to have this game ready for when we put out these toys in March? And they're like, nah. <laughs> nah. We're going to be lucky if we get this game out by Christmas 94. And they're like, <laughs> we're putting the toys out in March. And they're like, well, we're not going to have a, a cartridge. You can't put Sonic and Knuckles and Robotnik out if there's no cartridge. People don't even know who Knuckles is. You're going to sell a toy of a little red guy. He's not even in the game yet. He's not in the game. No one's going to buy this shit. What are you going to do? Fuck. And so they called McDonald's and said, can you guys please reconsider? And they were just like, no. McDonald's is like Satan at this point. Like they're, they're, they're so all-powerful, all-being. <laughs> that Sega, the most powerful video game company on the planet right now, outselling even Nintendo themselves, takes the game and splits it right down the fucking middle. Yeah. Okay, Team A, go finish Sonic 3, and Team B, go finish Sonic and & Knuckles, and we'll try and make this work. Luckily for the children of 1994, both would come out in the same year and bless us. So you got not just Sonic 3 in February, but Sonic & Knuckles in November. It was, we were, if you were a Sonic fan, you were eating. You had Sonic Sat AM on TV, Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. You had the, all the, the, the Sonic Spinball, Sonic 1, Sonic 2. You had Sonic Triple Trouble for your Game Gear. And now you got Sonic But 3. with Sonic 3, they did something weird where they had a separate cartridge. So this is a weird thing. So Sonic 3 was a regular cartridge. Looked yeah. like a normal one. Sonic and Knuckles came out, and they invented what they called the lock-on technology. So you took the other cartridge and slammed it on top of the one you had. It was and like it was like Game Genie, basically, but only before for Game Genie existed. I think Game Genie came out in '95. No, Game Genie was out for regular NES. Oh, was it really? But yeah. was it a plug-in thing? Yeah. Okay, so they were ripping that idea off. Well, taking you know the aftermarket always influences the mainstream, so they did that, and it was a. It's, I don't want to waste too much time, but it was it was a big deal for us as kids to yeah. be able to, and because you could put Sonic Two in and play as Knuckles in that. It was basically it. The the my point of the story is this is how powerful. And this is why you need to believe in conspiracies. Because he was in the middle of writing all this shit. Now, why doesn't Sonic 3 get kind of related to Michael Jackson the way it would be the way I described it? Because the same year, in 1994, all those allegations of sexual assault against children came out against Michael Jackson. Yeah. Coincidentally, kids, it's the same year Michael Jackson told Warner Brothers and Universal Music that he was going to fight with all the money he had to own the masters. Not the fucking songs, but the masters. To his catalog. Mm, only Elvis had tried that before, and how's things going for him in the 90s? Yeah. Only one other artist was. Now, think about 1994. Who's as big as Elvis in 94? Maybe you too. Maybe Madonna. Yeah. But that's. And MJ's the only other one. There's no one on that level. I'm talking billions of dollars yeah. in a time when billions didn't exist. Yeah. So Michael Jackson is now the richest man, most powerful man in the world, and he's kind of soft-spoken and weird-looking, so he's a rapist. He's a kitty lover, and they put this all over the news, and Sonic is panicking. The Sega's like, we just got the number one spot in the video games. Fuck, we're going to lose. It's all going to fall apart. Bad press, bad press. Press is bad, right? So they just dis dissociate with Michael, and they use the songs anyway. 
And that's why you will never find a version of Sonic 3 on any remade platform that's got those songs from that original cartridge. You will not find the Launch Base Zone, the Ice Cap Zone, or the Carnival Night Zone in their original forms because they were all MJ tracks and yeah. they're fucking amazing and they're part of what made it so good. So yeah, that was, a, that was the biggest video. It was one of the best-selling games of the year. I believe it's outsold everything. I think Sonic 3 and Sonic and & Knuckles together are 8 million cartridges and nothing touched that. Oh, yeah. uh, so that's that's my touch on video. Uh, the, uh, the only things that came close were Donkey Kong Country, the first one, which was. Do you remember the theme song for that? For which one? For the first Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, but it had the beat with it. It had a beat with it. Yeah. Okay, you got me. And it was. It started with Cranky turning the little. Yeah. Turning the. Yeah. I remember. I'm there. I'm there, Mark. It started with Cranky, and he had his, an old gramophone, and he was going. Nyaw, 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 yeah. nyaw. And he had, and he was tapping his foot. <laughs> like that. And then the fucking boom. The beat dropped, and the bass came in, and. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that, and that's when you knew. When you played that, you're like, okay, this is real. This game's for real. And then you press the button, and you come out, jump out of your little house, and start fucking up Kremlins, and you're like, yeah. I'm in. Like, this is better than Sonic. Like, I remember thinking, like, yeah. this might be the one that gives Sonic, because Sonic was my top. I was like, nothing touches this guy. Nothing touches this guy, but DKC. DKC it was, good. Yeah, it's pretty good. I almost, I'll be real. As an adult, I have to put it on par. Yeah. I think DKC Trilogy is on par with Sonic 1, 2, and 3. Nice. I gotta say it, man. Earthbound. Fuck Mario. Earthbound on, uh, that was SNES. Huge. Earthbound might be on the, I didn't care, but on the level for importance. Just amazing, amazing story, amazing RPG. It was it was really great. I was never a big Metroid fan, Super Metroid, but I, I didn't give a fuck about it, Samus. Samus. I've never been a fan of Metroid, but it is you. We can't sit here on this podcast and take away from what it's yeah, given. It's, like, it's still an ev icon. Everyone yeah. loves it, and it did influence the games that we like today. Yeah. Assassin's Creed wouldn't exist without Metroid. Those guys, yeah. Ubisoft, loves Metroid. They won't shut up about it. Yeah. Then we had uh, Doom Two. So this was uh, was this on a, a console or was it still just exclusive to the PC? Uh, this was PC. Okay, so we're still in the PC because I remember Doom coming to consoles. And yeah. Fucking mind blowing. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Doom came out on the PC, so that kept the PC kids busy because the first one was, it changed the world of yeah. PC gaming. Uh, now we mentioned uh, Earthworm Jim last oh! time, but Earthworm Jim. I am gonna yes, Earthworm Jim. I was gonna say it. Earthworm Jim was like the beginning of. It was like they took Ninja Turtles to the next level. Like let's just take random animals and throw them in random <laughs> situations. The thing let's about give them a, let's give an earthworm a, a muscle suit. But that wasn't even the weirdest thing. It was the bad guys. It was Psycho. It was Evil the Cat. It was yeah. that the bad guys were so fucked up, and the little puppy dog who turns into <laughs> the evil dog. Like I think his name what's his name? I can't remember his name. I don't remember. But like that was I would argue that they are some of the most difficult games. That was the other thing too, is they were funny, but they push the genre as far as difficulty. They were the god of war of their time. Yeah, fucking for sure. Uh, the Lion King video game was massive. I love. They it. took what they did with Aladdin. I don't know if you know this, but the engine to make that game was the same engine that they made Aladdin with. So yeah. Aladdin had come out, very successful game. Genesis version was better. We all know. Yeah. And so they took the engine and they just went <laughs> replace Aladdin with a fucking with a little little lion. And, and this and the SNES used the same version as Genesis. They learned. They found out the hard way that when they don't do that, like with the Aladdin, then yeah, it's not going to yeah. sell this. And Mortal Kombat didn't help teach them that lesson as well. 
now this was huge for me. Killer Instinct will always Killer hold Instinct. a part, like a part of my heart. Uh, just from, just from, uh, there was an arcade called Spanky's. Uh, on oh, on Bond man. Street in Oshawa, and I was uh, glued to this place. And Killer Instinct, there used to be a guy who came in there reeking, like he he'd like take an entire bottle of brute cologne and just drench himself in it and come play this game. You go to you you would go to the to the machine to play, and you'd be like, he's been here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. You know what it was for me? I went there. Yeah, I fucking went there. Do you remember Tekken? Yeah, they had yeah. a Tekken in there. I would line up for Tekken and get beat every time because I was seven. <laughs> I was seven. My parents would be like, can we go? My mom would literally be like, go play two games and we got to go. Because like my parents weren't game people. They yeah. were like, we got a game system at home, you little shit. Yeah. <laughs> what I pay $200 for a SNES for if you want to fucking come here? Yeah. But mom, they don't have Tekken on SNES. <laughs> One of the funniest memes that I've ever encountered too is, is Killer Instinct related where it's like, I, enter, L, enter, O, enter, V, enter, E, enter. c c c combo breaker. <laughs> I fucking hate you. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I think those are the big influential ones. Are we missing something? Well, uh, there was one that came out. It, it started out as a DOS game, and then it ended up getting a Nintendo 64 port later. It was called uh, Heretic. Heretic, I saw that. I, I, we'll talk about that in, when it came out on 64 and I believe, 96. When yeah. we get to 96, we'll talk more about There was the green. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers game. The game was actually cool because you could be any ranger you wanted, excluding the Green Ranger, so it was yeah. a pretty big deal for us. Um, I also remember Madden NFL 95 was a pretty big deal. Madden that year kind of stepped up their game. They had some cool graphics. Um, the first Alien vs. Predator game. Oh, yeah. The first Warcraft game. The very first now, one, yeah. Out of all the things I randomly quote, the first Warcraft game is still on that list, and not everybody. Give might, me some examples. So, so when you click on uh, the the peon, the peasant of the humans, <laughs> you'll hear what? What is it? <laughs> I'm not listening. <laughs> and like my brother would know this, yeah. And uh, but not everybody else is gonna get that. Yeah, it's like people quote Sims crap all the time, <laughs> like from old Sim City stuff, you know. Uh, Need for Speed. Need came for Speed out. was big, but the uh, the one that came out on sixty four was bigger. Yeah. I think a bigger one. Um, Virtua Fighter two. A big one was Primal Rage. Primal Rage came out that year, and that was a huge. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, you remember the, the monster. We yeah. had Primal Rage fucking tournaments at my house. We'd have people <laughs> over for the SNES, and we would play that all day and night. That was a, was a SNES or was a yeah that was yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. fucking amazing. I think. Uh, there was uh, King of Fighters 94. That that was good, too, but not as big as those other ones. That was a good the one. The Adventures though. of Batman and Robin. Oh, fuck. That was cool because the TV show had taken off. Yeah. And now Robin was in the animated show. We got we got Batman. We got Batman Returns. By now, the animated series was like two or three seasons in. They had gone. They they'd been inventing their own characters. Harley Quinn was a big character. She was new to the series. Do you know? Interesting fact: When Harley, the old, I can't remember the lady who passed away recently. Uh, God bless her that, that did her voice. But she came in and she was she was literally supposed to be Joker's girl number one. Like she yeah. was just a, a a thug. And she's like, Oh, Mister J, I think it's up, up, up. And they're like, We have to fucking keep her. <laughs> and they wrote Harley Quinn based around her performance as one yeah. throwaway character. That's amazing to me. Yeah. Good for her. One of the biggest games ever in my life would be the red cartridge Maximum, oh, Maximum Carnage Spider-Man! <laughs> I was just talking about how he's that, that version of him shows up in the fucking Spider-Verse yeah. for like one second. I was like, yes! I absolutely love that. <laughs> that game for me was too difficult. Like, I did get it, and I loved it, and the cartridge was red and all this cool stuff, but it was so fucking hard as for a seven-year-old. I believe I rented it from Blockbuster, returned it the next day early, so I could get something I could actually beat the levels at. Yeah. 
Let's get this 1994. All right. 1994. Let's tie it up. We are now going to talk about how the world is starting to fall apart. We, we'll get into like some movie reviews maybe a little later, but like we just did like the the nostalgia and we just like dialed it back for the the games, the the movies. And, now, and the, the reason music. that we do this, by the way, if you're like new to Shot Pod and you haven't listened like the last five or six episodes, so I think we started in episode 92, really getting into like this. Okay, so what happened in 1992? And then. We're gonna. I think we'll start switching. It. We like switching things up. So probably in, a sh- in the next episode, we'll probably start with like relevant news, and then we'll do 1995 at the end of the episode. We'll, we, we like to just switch stuff around. But we are doing this because like the state of the world is so fucked, and you, if you're listening, have no idea what's coming. Yeah. If you fucking, if you could really just wake up in January 2024, you would immediately jump back into the wormhole to come back to now. All right. I guarantee fucking exactly. it. That's why we're telling you to go do your Christmas shopping right now. I'm yeah. You go out this week. I honestly went to Value Village this week and picked up a couple dumb little things that I could pick up that I know I could give her at Christmas. You know, like I've just been out do it, doing exactly like, that's 10 bucks. I should grab that. Because I know it's going to be like, I know yeah. the, the property tax, the mortgage stuff. Like that's where it starts. That's the stuff I know that's coming. Is what I don't know about that's going to get me. Like, yeah. And if you look at some of the laws they're passing, um, if you think it's expensive for milk and hot dogs and, and hamburger buns at your local Fresh Co. today, wait. <laughs> you fucking wait until they put this gas tax on every truck that drives those groceries to those stores. Yeah. Just so. Wait. I like what Justin said. Somebody bitched at him at a thing about it's the carbon taxes. And he says, none of our carbon taxes take play, have, have taken effect yet. That doesn't happen until next year. And I, I was like, wow, he's not even like. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The new one isn't. The 18% one doesn't take place till next year. But the 14% one's been there for a year, you yeah. dumb piece of shit. Anyways, I can't. So. Before I, so I've got a big rant that I want to get onto, but just before I get onto the rant, I want to talk about something uh, that may or may not happen. And by the time this comes out, we'll have seen whether it will, whether it did or didn't happen. Uh, I've seen plenty of videos saying that people who've been vaccinated might be affected by uh, a certain signal that's released. You're going to see like a, a test that comes out to your phone. Uh, on October fourth, around two twenty-two p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So this will have already happened. Hey, wouldn't it be Wouldn't it be sick if this happens and everyone that got vaxxed turns into like a fucking like a Last of Us style fucking zombie? That and wouldn't be sick. And we're like, <laughs> and you and I, I, I mean, you and I are like, uh, we, we oops. <laughs> like, like, by the time this episode airs, it'll have already happened, and we'll be talking about it. Be like, yeah, the episode aired, and there's no one to listen to the shot pod. Well, I mean, nobody's left to listen to the shot pod. I mean, perhaps it's something that we can discuss next Sunday in regards to this event, whether it did or didn't happen. And I'm then, a, I'll be I'm like, interested. Like we can talk about uh, just, I mean, whether it didn't happen. And be What's like, the okay, conspiracy well, though? Because I, I, what I read was it was the graph. It's supposed to activate the graphene, graphene in the vaccine. Now, if you look at all these coroners online, and there's a lot of them, Europe, North America, Canada. I've seen one in every fucking country you can imagine that's first world, showing clots in bodies. Yeah. And they're like, this started in like late 2020, early 2021. I started to see everybody that comes in has these long, stringy clots in them. This is what's activating. This is what they're, they're the this is supposed to be a frequency. Now, if you don't understand how the, the science of, of microwaves, gamma rays, x-rays, and radio waves work, if you don't actually get how 
the 80 megahertz frequency or the 93.9 megahertz frequency can vibrate into your car, get caught in a metal antenna and project music into your ears, but passes through your body, not causing cancer. But if you stand close to a, a x-ray machine that sends the same frequencies, but on different wavelengths through your body and does cause cancer, if you can't understand how that works, if you're in the, you know, out of that, no. Do not fucking start talking to me about this, okay? Do not have an opinion and do not think you know anything, okay? Don't be going, oh, Alex and Mark are crazy. Listen to this shit. Now, shut the fuck up and listen, okay? Because I'm telling you right now, if you're not one of the people that understands how these things work, go just look it up. YouTube it. Go, get, I don't know, buy a science textbook. That's what I fucking did. Yeah. Like, look up how these rays and how these things work. And then you need to look up how your 5G and your Bluetooth, do you know what frequency Bluetooth vibrates at? Fucking learn it. And see the difference between that and what 94.9 The Rock is by. That's a frequency. 94.9 The Rock sends music at a vibrating frequency that isn't that different than your microwave or your X ray or that ray. Any of it. It's all related and it's the same, but some of it's deadly. It's just like. Or a Blu ray. No, no <laughs> not the same. Not the same. Close. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, retarded Jeff. <laughs> no problem, guys. We like to have Jeff on the show now and then. <laughs> Jeff comes on to say funny things, then we correct him. <laughs> No problem, guys. <laughs> Love you guys. Just going to go back and lick the walls in the bathroom now. All right. Bye, Jeff. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but my, my point is, is that like it is complicated, and I'm not yeah. pretending I'm smarter than you. I only know this because, like I said, I went and watched a YouTube video. It doesn't make me smarter. It just means that I want to be informed. I suggest you do the same. Understand how these things work. And in, upon doing that, you'll see it's, it's not an unrealistic scenario yeah. for a 5G internet unit to send a, 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 you know that they can send a signal into your home and it will tell you where everyone's standing. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 yeah. It, yeah. It just fills the room with a little beep of noise, and it uses echolocation for the fucking yeah, unit it, to it, send back information. It uses it uses uh, the signal that's going through your router. Yeah, and, and it, it sends one out, and if it bounces off flesh, it comes back X, and if it hits a wall, it comes back Y. Yeah, so they know where exactly you, where you're standing. Where yeah. you are, how big you are, how much you weigh, what you ate, and whether you shit this morning. Yeah, literally, those are the facts. So. The conspiracy is that they will send a more concentrated signal out that's closer to a gamma ray, closer to an X-ray. Not as dangerous, okay? I'm not saying they're going to cook us, but similar type ray that they're not worried about your health. That's what I'm, is basically what I'm trying to say. And it's supposed to activate things in the vaccine. Have yeah. you been vaccinated? Maybe try getting a blood transfusion from a non-vaccinated so, person. So the reason the why I wanted week. to bring this up, though, was to in, in say that we can discuss it next week. Uh, in terms of discussing things that may have happened, whether there's going to the whether, health crisis that comes after, whether there's going to be an increase in clots, or whether there's going to be uh, another breakout, COVID breakout, Bing. yeah, like there's so many different things that it could go any way. That it's kind of, you know, it was like watching that new episode of Ahsoka when he's like, "Well, we'll just make sure that no matter which way she goes, we're in control of it." Yeah. Now you start. I love that. Uh, anybody who's wondering how the government works, watch an episode of Ahsoka and watch Thrawn. Yeah. That's how the government's working. Oh, so if the people don't want to do it, we'll do this. And if they do want to do it, we'll do this. And if they do nothing, we'll do this. We'll just make sure there's no way out. Yeah. That's how you do it. Here we are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? You going to so, get rid of your fucking router? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'd like to be able to pay my bills <laughs> this week, you know? Yeah. Everybody pays bills with their router. So do you remember being young and the word racism meant something? Like you wouldn't dare do anything racist because of the way racism, it made others feel. Racism when we were kids meant like some guy running around yelling the N-word with no 
like like didn't care who it was. If you weren't white, you were a beep, and they just didn't like you. You don't belong yeah. here. Like that was racism. When we were kids, just like ignorant it, it, idiots. Yeah, so like it was really hurtful. It had real impact, and there was no bargaining or reasoning with somebody that was like that. You exactly. Know what I mean, so I couldn't imagine any of my friends going through an experience like that. And then as you grow older and you're being taught more and more things, you think about or, what your friends, parents, or grandparents may have experienced, or or your friends with people who experienced this stuff. Yeah. And how it was such a horrible thing. And you ask yourself, how could anyone do that? Now think of today and how racist is a word that liberals and leftists, even socialists, throw around so so casually as if it's the same as the word idiot when when you didn't like somebody. Something else is being thrown around too. The same way it's being used as a tool to destroy someone's career or reputation, just like the word racist. You have women coming out of left field claiming someone has sexually assaulted or raped them. We've gone through this recently. It was called the Me Too movement. Amber Heard was a strong voice in that, but luckily her lies were exposed. And it's funny because the I think it's interesting how that Amber... We, we covered that very extensively. For those yeah. of you that, that, that are interested in checking out older episodes, we were balls deep every episode started or ended with a 20 to 30 minute discussion about what was going on in the case yeah and me and mark um both you know pretty proud men proud of the fact that we're you know strong independent you know working men with skills and 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 who value women in a way that they should be valued really get annoyed when society tries to tell us that we're the bad guy we get really fucking irritated. This is part of why the Barbie movie can suck my left ball while my right <laughs> ball dangles off its cheek. I'm going to talk about that later. Yeah, we're going to get to that bag of fucking <laughs> shit on film in a minute, okay? But I'm telling you right now, there's a big push in society that women don't need men. And as it's weird, but we helped with that. Yeah. Because that Johnny Depp shit was a really, really great way to push men and women apart. Abortion is a very... The, the, the Roe versus Wade... Big, great way. Why do you have an opinion? You have a dick. I agree, girls. I'm on that fucking plane with you. Unfortunately, uh, Congress is full of old men. Yeah. <laughs> Sucks to be you, guys. You and your ovaries lost that one. But yeah. it's, it's, so me and Mark like to take the, uh, what's the word? Objective approach. But even our objective approach can be damaging because yeah. we, we, we were part of that divide. And, and we, I don't, I don't want to be. Uh, me and Mark believe in family values and nuclear families and, and, and love. Not, nuclear families could be any family with two parents of any sex with children that are theirs that they're paying for raising and sending to school. Yeah. We believe in that no matter what the circumstances and we're just sad to see it fall apart. And I think that's what these types of movies and this type of propaganda is trying to rip apart. So now the same thing is happening all over again. People trying to expose specific people. We saw this with Danny Masterson. Now Scientology is fucked up and we'll have a man treat women poorly. Three women came forward and changed their testimony three different times. He was found too. He was found guilty and sentenced to 30 years. The Democrats created a law a couple years back to be able to punish people no matter how much time has passed for sexual assault. You know why this was created? I strongly believe it was created with Trump in mind. Because then you then you had a woman Ooh. accuse Trump of sexually assaulting her 30 years after the fact with zero evidence, just the testimony of a senior citizen. And why? And I'll be real with you. I'm not about... Te- we've talked about this on the show before. It's disgusting to me that a person could go to prison based on the testimony of other people in a world where people are being paid off for this type of stuff. Yeah. And, and that there needs to be ca- camera 
evidence or the, the, they need to come up with a number. They need to come up with a number of people that all say that have stories that actually, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, I'm not a, I'm not a legal guy. I'm not going to pretend I'm a legal guy. But when a story doesn't make sense with another story, five yeah. girls come in and say, Mark raped me. Okay. And all of them say, well, this is what he did. And then the other girl says, well, no, I was there that same night and he did this. And if there's any contradiction in the stories, it's gone. Yeah. You need, I think they should come up with a number. My number's five. Personally, my number's five. If you have less than five people that can say, yes, this is how it happened, then fuck you. Yeah. And if it happened 30 years ago, I'm sorry, you probably can afford enough therapy by now to try and get over it. I mean, I'm not condoning the behavior, but it, it's it's because it's being abused to destroy people who might actually bring positive change to the world, we need to get a lot better at finding out who's the real bad guy. Exactly. So because Trump is trying to run for president again and actually has a strong chance, but, but strong, he's 10 points ahead of the president right now. And he's not even a fucking candidate. He's literally not on the Republican candidacy list yeah. because of his legal problems. And he's beating Biden by 10. Yeah. Fuck me twice. But after he was found liable of doing such things, it riled up his base. He got more support. So then they tried indicting him, thinking they could stop him. Well, it riled up his base even more. He made T-shirts with his mugshot, and that helped fund I love the campaign. I love the meme where it was like the guy, the liberal wearing the T-shirt, and the Republican wearing a T-shirt, pointing like, hey, wait a minute, you. Yeah. <laughs> and right now they're trying to create a law saying if you've been indicted, you can't run for president. Isn't it interesting that they, how long has there been presidents? A hundred, help me out with this part. <laughs> now, come on, help me out. 1777, 1789, 1804. Okay, that's two, <laughs> 250 years. Yeah. We are, we are approaching the 200, or we're there. We are damn close in the realm of 250 years of presidents without that law. Yeah. I think we're doing okay. Yeah. So that will rile up his base even more. Every time they try to stop him and interfere with his chances, he gains more support. Now, I have digressed because Trump wasn't the purpose of this rant. Nope. He was just another victim of my original He's point. another example of the left's abusing power. But there's someone else who's being targeted, Russell Brand. Huge. And this, and everybody knows about this one because I think we were all getting on Russell's side the last year. Yeah. We all started to really like him. He's not even a conservative. He used to speak against Trump. He's a and huge his, liberal. And voice his opinion against conservative Trey opinion. liberal motherfucker to the T, and we still love him. Which weren't even really consider, uh, conservative opinions. They were actually more center and not far left. But he was then essentially branded as a conservative voice. And Alex and I have spoken about this many times. Yeah. If you're not with them, you're against them. Can you do it proper? Do you want me to do it? Yeah, oh, let's there. do it. If you're not with me, then you're my enemy. <laughs> and then you say, of course, <laughs> I will do what I must. <laughs> if, you, if you get through an episode of the Sean Pod with a Star Wars quote, tell me and we will, put, yeah. we will make sure we get an, a quote in there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll drop it in. We'll double up in the, post. the next time. If no, you no, no, we'll go back to that episode and drop it in and post. I swear to God, we'll make it happen. Yeah. If you're not far left, you're labeled as far right. Yep. So anyway, he's been making political sense and has a ton of followers. So what happened? Women randomly attacked him in the media by claiming he raped them. He's denied all allegations, but why do I think that's all horseshit? They didn't file police reports. They didn't go to the police at first. The very first place they went to was the media. Yep. First thing you do, because they... Now, uh, Mark, I'm not really with you on this one, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Why? Because if I was a girl who was actually raped and actually fucked with, like for real, like, like oh my God, I know all these celebrities are getting fucked with, but this one actually did this, that's the road I'm taking too because I know if I just go to the police, 
it's probably not going to go well. Honestly, it it probably won't go well. No, because it'll it'll then it siphons through to the media and they they can spin it however they want. I'm sorry, but you have to in order to control the media, you have to go to them with the story first so you can control the way it gets spun. So. I think that the girls are in a bit of a no-win situation. I do believe this Russell Brand stuff is bullshit, but in a situation where it's not, I think this is the same route you take. I still think you go to police first. Okay. Uh, that, we can, we you, can, we can you, agree to disagree. Yeah. I just think that's the world we're in. I think that the narrative is more important than the actual evidence, and that's why girls are starting to do this. I don't think Russell's a bad guy, and I think this is all horse shit. But in a scenario where the girls are actually being assaulted, I don't think going to the police is always the best thing for them. I think sometimes getting a, a, a bit of a spin on the fact that this person's bad and trying to get the media to kind of paint them that way is a better. Otherwise, you end up with Amber Heard get, versus Johnny Depp. Get, if you get a police report with evidence first. if Okay, now there's a good point right there. You just made a very good point. If yes. the evidence is abundant enough that you can go to the police and it's just a done deal. Hey, look, his sperm is in me. DNA test, it's done. Yeah. That I'm, but how, but Mark, look, media, how many of those are we at? How many DNA exactly. tests? So, None. It's always, Johnny, uh, Teresa saw Johnny touch my pee-pee. Yeah. That's always what we're getting. So, in this world, if you attack someone with essentially this Me Too 2.0, they'll cancel you. I like that. That was clever. They're Me trying to get his YouTube canceled, which is still going. There was a letter from someone in the UK government trying to get his TikTok canceled. The UK government. That's not even his accusers. Nope. That's not even anyone in a social group nope. banding together to boycott nope. Russell Brand. Nope. It's the government. It's his government. It's funny because we're over here talking about how America and Canada, Justin Trudeau, Biden, and how they're the, uh, the enemy is a lot fucking more powerful, bigger, and more organized than we thought. Yeah. Because the UK is on this too. They're yeah. over there trying to destroy their people, their independent, freedom-speaking people. Yeah. The same way we are. We, but, but, but on the shot pod, we have this bullshit, not bullshit, but we have this attitude where we, we feel like very, oh, help me out here, like picked on in the West. Yep. You know, you're straight white, you're male in the West, fuck you. And, and we, we, we have it the worst. Apparently being straight white male anywhere, Australia, the UK, Russia, doesn't matter where you are. Yeah. If you're straight white male, yeah. you better fucking duck under a rock. Also, Russell Brand himself has received letters from media companies saying that he shouldn't be able to attack main, mainstream media. There are two mainstream media outlets he destroys trying, BBC, bro. trying hate to him. attack him. And now Russell Brand is on record saying when he was in movies, he was more pr promiscuous, but he's always been transparent, perhaps too transparent. And the narrative that these media outlets are trying to paint against him based on these allegations are false and can be proven by witnesses. I'm going to, I got to, I got to, I got to let off a, a two seconds of steam on this too, because Russell, oh, fuck, I'm getting pissed. <laughs> Russell's a drug addict, okay? Yeah. Addiction's a real fucking problem, and, and I, I don't, I don't want to fucking... I, I do not... This is where I get really, like, the fact... This, the, the fucking hair on the back of my neck is fucking straight. Because Russell's admitted he's an addict. He's admitted he's done bad things. You know what I mean? Yeah. What, are we not allowed to make mistakes in this on this planet? Like, this is what's getting me. This is a, a recovered man. This is a fucking AANA goddamn... Fucking leader. This is a man that a lot of fucking people with issues look up to. He's an addict counselor. He has so many videos about doing better and just getting over your shit and how you hurt the people you love when you're addicted. He talks about this shit a lot. He's very, very good at it. Yeah. He's very good at taking a person and be like, and he'll tell you a story about being in an alleyway and sucking a guy's dick for fucking more heroin. He will. He'll admit it. He'll look you right fucking in the camera and say, oh, I sucked a dick for heroin. He doesn't care. Russell's a real G with that. And he says it because if you sucked a dick for heroin, he wants you to know it's not anything to be ashamed of. You can do better. You can be a dad. 
and a and a and a and a and a and a, and a, and a contributing member of society still if you suck the guy's dick for heroin like I know it's I know I'm being a little bit like crass but that's the level that men get to we all saw that Leonardo DiCaprio movie where he's a basketball kid right yeah. the basket we all saw basketball diaries that shit happens every yeah. fucking day and Russell's one of the few men that will say I did it I sucked that dick for heroin and I don't care I am better now I am moving on to better things that's not the end of my life that's not who I am. They're trying to tear a man that is so much hope for so many people. That's what this is about. Yeah. That is not about Russell. This is about tearing down people who look up to an ex-addict and they're going to use the shit he did when he was addicted against him. And you think that's not going to take everybody that's in the in that heroin yeah. diaries? That's going to take every junkie from here to Timbuktu and make them want to kill themselves and, and or jump into the suicide booth. Yeah. And and what, what did we just introduce here in Canada? Assisted suicide. Yeah. So we've got a guy that's supposed to give you hope for your shitty life and we're going to destroy him so that you will just go to the suicide. But you see, do you people fucking see the process? You see how they pick away at you one little piece of your pride at a time. Even the men that you look up to who, who, who that you aspire to be, they'll tear them down so that you go to the booth and just give up. Yeah. Right? So there's a difference between these Me Too movements. One was attempting to expose Hollywood corrupt execs, which outed them as basically doing anything to get the job, then attacked the person who gave them the job. However, that doesn't make the execs right. You can't create a dick-sucking barrier to get a job unless you're in the porn industry. And the woman knows what well she must said. do to get into porn. I'm influencing Mark way too much. A tryout, so to speak. Tryouts. <laughs> And also, as we've preached about integrity, to be the person who doesn't suck a dick to get a job, meaning you may have to go the independent film route. Like, like, and I say this to all my musician friends that are like, yeah, I'm going to Toronto to play a show. I'm like, be Tom McDonald. Yeah. Stop chasing record deals. Stop making music videos and trying to get extra money. Stop. Try, what's that other company? There's a bunch of companies in Canada. You know, yeah. There's a bunch of them. You can apply for grants. And, show. and I'm just like, stop. When I was 17, yeah, that was the way, but it's over. Tom is the future. If you are not uh, doing it your own, everything on your own, you're just part of the problem. Yeah. Like that Made in China song says. You know? Yeah. Very true, yeah. So, but this new Me Too 2.0 is being used as a political tool. If you speak out against the far left, someone's coming for you. How about the fact they can find all these women who were assaulted by Russell, but not one person on the Epstein Island list? Yeah. I was going to say, be careful, Alex. You, you're probably going to have one of your exes make a horrible claim against you because of your political stance. Wait a show. minute. They already have, Shannon. <laughs> uh, if you listen, you stupid fucking bitch. I won our court case. Yeah, I never assaulted you. That's right, you dumb fucking bitch. I'm serious, man. I've had it. I've had a girl be like, oh my God, he hit me. No, your dumb 19-year-old kid tried to fuck with me and I put him on his ass. I can talk about it now because it's all said and done. Yeah. But I'm telling you, man, if you are a man with integrity, the strongest woman on the planet could, could, could try to fuck with you and you will come out on top. Mark's an, a shining example. I, I can talk my shit all I want, but Mark is the real example because Mark's had women try to take his fucking kids from him and they failed. And that's the ultimate failure, you dumb bitch. When you're like, no, you can't see them. And he's like, actually, I can. <laughs> yeah, you lost. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of you out there. Stop it. Yeah. I don't care if you have a personal vendetta against uh, against a man. Like, just fucking leave us alone with this me too. You shouldn't see your kid. You're bad. You're a narcissist. You're a gaslighter. You're a, how about how about a mirror for 25 <laughs> seconds in the middle of this, eh? Yeah. Now, what's happening to uh, the people that are being accused of this as well as the law that was passed to take away a time limit to these accusations was in New York, a democratic state. Maybe only was it pushed by the same people that are telling Trump he doesn't have the right to a lawyer. Yeah. Interesting fact. Yeah. 
but uh, but the funny thing is, New York, Democratic state, maybe only for a little bit more because it's being overrun by immigrants due to the Democratic border policies, might mean the votes start changing. But regardless, these people being accused will be tried in blue states. And in blue states, you have the Democratic judges who know you're guilty before you were even accused of such just because you spoke up against the why side of politics think, they plan. Why do you think Johnny made sure that he got his trial was in Virginia? What the fuck was that? Remember when Johnny and Amber had their trial and it was in a weird, like, eastern fucking state? No, it was, it was in, over in uh, London, I think. Their, oh. fir- their first trial. Yes. No, but the big trial. the big one that we were watching where she did the bee. There was a bee in my mouth. Like all that all those all that footage was from like Oh, Australia. Virginia. They were in Australia. Was, are you sure? Yeah. I just watched that stupid documentary on Netflix. I swear to God. Yeah, it is they, good. They were, they were staying at a place in Bottom Australia. line, it wasn't a, 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 an L.A. fucking courthouse. Yeah. My, that's my point. I'm not trying to make a, a, a point other than it was outside of a jurisdiction where a, a blue judge oh, was yeah. going to wreck him for being a woman beater. Yeah. He made sure he did it in a place where they were actually going to look at him. And when they, there was text messages of him saying, I want to kill her and fucking put her body in a lake after I fuck it to death. He was like, sorry, that's how I felt that day. Yeah. And still won. Yeah. That's a fuck. That's how you do it. That's how you do it, boys. So Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher wrote the judge of the Danny Masterson trial character letters to attest to the kind of person Danny is. By the way, just so those who don't know, Danny's the guy from that 70s show. Yeah. And it's funny because they everyone's now showing that meme where it's like, hey, where do you see yourself in 20 years? And he's like, in jail. And the, and the actors. That, anyways. And they were blasted for it as being insensitive to the victims. Christina Ricci herself condemns Mila and Ashton saying, believe the victims. It's not easy to come out and tell wow. your story. Ricci versus Kunis and Dickweed, it's, eh? It's not easy to get a conviction. Well, Christina, got some news for you. Yes, it is easy to get a conviction. It is too easy. You don't even need evidence anymore. Nope. If you're innocent but have claims against the, the world, thinks you're guilty automatically. You lose your career, as we saw with Justin Roiland, but that was oh, over sexual it. assault. Why do you have to say that? Now I'm <laughs> I gotta go home. As it was as it was abuse, I believe, but not enough evidence to, to convict him. So luckily that got thrown out. However, he lost his career because Justin, of it. Justin, we got you. By the way, Justin, if you're out, if you if you're out there, if you're out there, Justin, and you ever but you know, maybe somebody who knows Justin listens to the shop hot. Maybe <laughs> maybe your brother's cousin's friend's ex-wife's sister goes to like his his I don't know, is he Jewish? Does he go to like a, a fucking goes to go to stay his synagogue or whatever the <laughs> fuck they do? Okay. But like just please Justin, we support you so much. Like fuck man, go make a show bigger and better. I don't care. Go do something bigger and better. Put them out of business. We fucking support you. So we've seen it time and time again. Even lesser known people, you can find clips of people having their conviction overturned because the woman revealed she wasn't being truthful. Sure don't hear Louis. And in most cases like that the woman gets off clean while the guy had already spent years in prison. And this is why evidence is important. A message to the ladies, not just ladies, men too, anyone who gets raped or sexually assaulted, it may be hard to tell your story because you have to relive the 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 traumatic event. You're still reliving the actual event years later if you come forward. So do it after it happens when a case can be built around evidence. I don't wish that horrible scenario on anyone, but when there's reasonable doubt due to the timing of bringing it forward or a lack of evidence, that should make it harder for you. I kind of look at this like I look at being homeless these days. uh, You know, being homeless in the 80s or the 90s, you know, the, the, the world was in a different place. 
these days, if you're on the brink of homelessness, like you're an idiot. Like there's just there's too many things and laws happening that could be just the difference between you. Oh, don't have my place anymore. Yeah. Oh, don't can't afford food anymore. Don't be that guy that's living check to check in this economy. Don't do it. Put away three hundred dollars so that you can at least fucking cover half your rent next month. Like something, right? Yeah. And I feel the same way with these girls. If you're yeah, it sucks that in the history of the world you could get raped or sexually assaulted and it didn't matter how long it took but you got it we got to get over that we have to get to the point now where if you're not strong enough to come forward in the first couple years about it it sounds like a you problem exactly and that and the reason i'm saying that is because there's so many fake cases if there wasn't so many fake cases it wouldn't be a problem but the problem is girl ladies ladies who are like i can't believe he'd say that clearly he's never been raped well number one you're wrong and number two i'm definitely telling you that like it's it kind of just you just got dealt a shitty hand it's like me with the bipolar you think i like this thing you think I like this little guy in my head all day telling me to fucking murder everybody? Fight or flight. It's fight or flight. It's time to leave or murder, but I've only got two choices. You think this is fun for me? But I do it every fucking day, and I don't put it on the rest of you. That's my burden. And, and people who've been sexually assaulted need to understand that much like my bipolar and other mental illness, your PTSD is now your burden. Yeah. And it's your responsibility, unfortunately, that you've been blessed with this burden to take it and either go fight the fight for you and all the other girls that it's happening to or shut the fuck up and yeah. deal with your trauma alone in your own head and let the rest of us move on with our lives. Yeah. And that's a cruel, harsh thing to say, but it's fucking true. So the more time that passes, you'll have less people believe you. Exactly. And, why, and why is it important for people to believe point. you? That's because point. it would be a jury of your peers convicting the assailants. All these things that used to be so horrible. If everybody in the jury wasn't born when it happened, it's going to be a tough sell. Yeah. All of these things that used to be so horribly devastating have lost the capability of being taken serious because of the amount of people taking advantage. BLM should be an amazing movement. It should be explaining we're all equal, so treat everyone as such. No discrimination based on the color of anyone's skin, but that's not what it is. Their it, basis is discrimination on the color. It's, co- based it's on turned skin. into an it's our time to shine kind of movement. That's not right. There was violence against people of all colors during those riots by rioters in the name of BLM. The world was glued to the Amber Heard-Johnny Depp trial trying to go against the Me Too narrative as Johnny brought more evidence to court than people knew existed. This guy lost a finger from abuse. No, but- no, the poop in the bed's got to be... A th- if, I, if, if someone said to me, listen, your girlfriend's going to cut off your finger or shit in your bed, I'd be like, here's my... Ha- here you go. Hand down. Yeah. <laughs> but if not for this trial, the public record had him as an abuser and Amber as a Me Too victim. Too many people are using these devastating terms and scenarios to try and ruin people's careers to make someone in politics and unfortunately, a public enemy. And unfortunately, not everybody has the media resources, money, and team to do what Johnny's team did. Johnny's team said, listen, this dumbass fucking lying cunt is trying to destroy you. And Johnny went, well... I'd like to pay you guys a lot of money to make sure that everyone knows that's not the case. And that's how it worked out. But what if you're not Johnny? What if, like, I mean, let's be real. His ex, we've, I watched that documentary that we've talked about. The, the execution on his part of what courthouse they use and the way things were released and the, and the, um, witnesses and all that shit was very much done so that his public image could stay not only uh, intact but probably get better so he might be able to do pirates again so that he might be able to act again yeah not every man has that maybe russell doesn't have a team that good i mean he seems to so far but you know what i'm saying yeah. why do we have to have a team of people ready to fucking like go to bat for us because we're famous and made some money yeah. like I, it, it's it, it's a bit ridiculous yeah Think of this. If the woman who Danny Masterson first sexually assaulted came forward with legit evidence and a non-changing testimony, would it have happened two other times? 
if it happened a second time after the first woman came forward and a second woman came forward with evidence and a non-changing testimony, would it have happened a third time? Could each woman have saved one of the other victims? Oh, I was going to say, I was going to say, this is a messy thing, okay? Girls are really, really, really quick to be like, oh my God, guys are all bad. Why aren't you mad at the girls that say nothing? And that's why it happened to you because he knows he can get away with it. Why is there no girl on girl hate thing? Right. That's okay. You could be a weak ass bitch and we accept it. But me, <laughs> I don't have to be like. Could each it. woman have saved one of the other victims? Also, another reason why. Coming well, I mean, they forward, can't even get together to go to a WNBA game. So, how are they going to get together? Also, to <laughs> another reason why when women come forward, when it happens, is important. I agree. I, I'm not make, oh, I know I'm making light of a situation that's, that's, that's dark, but that, like, very similar to girls. Like, when we were talking about Bill Burr, he's like, girls don't want to go and dress up and paint their face and support other women. They want to watch the Kardashians where they destroy each other and desperate housewives. That's a very good point. You know what I mean? Maybe if the women were more supportive of each other in these assaulting situations, it would stop these men from doing it. We, we don't like these men any better than you do. They make us all look bad. But maybe you should help put a stop to it instead of putting all the onus on us. So the Million Man March protests uh, were underway in Canada, and the counter-protesting has also started. The Million Man March across Canada is bigger, though, than, uh, and, and Trudeau has publicly stated he's against hate towards the LGBTQ people, which it's not hate against. What about just disliking? Is, is yeah. he against disliking them? Yeah, but it's not even about hate against the LGBTQ people. And by them, I don't mean the people that represent it. I mean it's, the people that run that group into the ground. It's about leave our children alone. Did you see my post? I made a post online and I went, how do you argue with a bunch of parents yelling, leave our kids alone? Like, yeah. how do you anti-protest that? Like, it's a pretty big, it's like, it's basically, it's, that's the most basic message, I think. Leave exactly. my, leave that, hey, that's mine. Don't, don't tell me what to do with it. Yeah. In Canada, if your child comes out as gay, it's not a widespread issue that parents are non-accepting. We've been accepting. We're, we were one of the first nations to be accepted. Yeah. But also in Canada, if you're literally grooming children, trying to convince them gay is okay and straight is not, again, no straight pride. There's, there's no celebrate who you are unless you have any orientation that's not heterosexual. That's the thing. While saying, we're standing up to hate. They're literally hating hetero people. It's it's so complicated because, like, it, you know what I mean? Do you remember in the 90s when there was all these people like, oh, keep those goddamn babies out of here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now I'm like, maybe he was right because we, like, kind of just let everybody do what they want. And how's that going? Yeah. I, I don't it, It's a weird place to be in because, like, obviously I don't like communism or fascism. I love freedom. You love freedom. That's yeah. why we're here. But, like, you give these people that freedom, and this is what they do with it? This yeah. is what the LGBTQ community does to try to groom my children to be one of them? Yeah. What the fuck is going on? I thought I gave you guys the benefit of the doubt, and now you're putting it in my butt. I yeah. Spe <laughs> I specifically said, put it in anyone's butt you want, put mine, and I'll be cool. Yeah. And here you are with your dick in my ass. Yeah. Damn it. And this is about parents' rights to their children while not being abusive or anything inappropriate to their children. It's literally abusive to say no. I'm not, like, me and me and my girl were talking about this, and I was like, a part of me is very grateful I'm 36 with no children. Uh, you know what I mean? Because, like, I, I, there's a part of me that's dying inside because I do really want it. I, I, want, I want this legacy to go on, and I feel like I could be a good dad. Yeah. But there's a part of me that could not handle having to look my kid in the in the face and be like, nothing you hear at school is is true and you don't... Like, everything they say to you there, please come home and confirm with me first. Number one, it's hard to convince a kid to do that. Number two, if they do, 
Like, what a weird way to raise a child. I didn't have to live like that. My parents never had to send me to school with, like, a, be careful what you're listening to. Yeah. But I was smart. When I was a kid, I don't know, you and I, different generation by just a few years, but there was a guy with a Bill 160. He had the one and the six in his back of his head shaved and then a cross, big X, in grade five. And my stepdad took me out of my French class. He removed. He removed oh. me. He came to school and said, "I no longer want Alex a part of a part of that teacher's French class. He's not allowed to be in that class anymore. If he's going to walk around with political statements shaved in his head, then my child will not be taught by him. And yeah. those parents don't fucking exist anymore. And that's the problem with this country. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> I'm gonna. Well, those parents do exist. <sighs> They're in the fucking Queens Park yelling, "Leave my kids alone!" <laughs> and you guys are calling them Nazis. Yeah. Fuck you. So there's a leaked Xbox Series X console. Oh, we're gonna console. do happy, happy topics. Not yet. Okay, it's, we'll I'm get. Ba- I'm bouncing. There. We're bouncing. So yeah. So it's codenamed Brooklyn. <laughs> Time for another good idea, bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> so a bigger internal storage, two terabytes, faster Wi-Fi, reduced power. Standby mode uses twenty percent of the power that's of the current standby mode, and they borrowed or stole or used play- PlayStation's controller idea, and I and <gasps> I want it. Which one? And I want it. I've already went off what about the, the DualSense 5 of the PS5. Love that controller. What does that mean? But you take the analog positions of the Xbox controller, which is a thousand times more comfortable, and incorporate the tech from the DualSense, you have the best controller. Okay, please. You gotta. Can you back up? And hang on, hang on, hang on. What does that mean? Everything you just said is yeah, hang on. Chinese. This controller has Play Anywhere capabilities with direct-to-cloud gaming, Bluetooth 5.2 technology. You can access the controller from the mobile app, precision haptic feedback, and the VCA haptics double as speakers, accelero- accelerometer, quieter buttons, and thumbsticks. On DualSense, the buttons and thumbsticks are loud. If you throw the controller at the wall, the buttons are still going to make noise. <laughs> Just so you guys know, it yeah. doesn't matter how quiet they are. One hit off the coffee table, and it goes clickety-clack. It comes with a rechargeable battery like the DualSense. But what? Like PlayStation's been doing since 98? But you can swap it when it starts dying. Oh, wow! Like PlayStation's been doing since 2001! Uh, you can't swap PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5 controllers. The for battery. another controller? Oh, for another controller. You can't oh. swap the battery. Oh, you got me there. Yeah. But most PlayStations come, well, I guess the 5 doesn't, but back in the four days, they all came with like two controllers or at least something like a, a wire to charge it so you don't need to. It's like, it, oh, it's going to die. I'll just plug no, this eight-foot wire no, in. No, no, we're referring to the dying battery, not not like a rechargeable. We're referring to like, oh, the lifespan of the battery is gone. Oh. You can replace it with another rechargeable battery. <laughs> I'm going to be real with you, though. I've had three PlayStation controllers since I bought my in 2018 and not one of them has gotten to that point uh i had two ps4 controllers one got really were they shitty. aftermarket no they were, they were brand ps new. ones yeah. i'm a bit real i just think that they've got a great track record yeah. i see xbox controllers with their shitty double a battery bullshit they fuck up so bad that you go to put brand new fresh double a's in and it won't even fucking read them and turn on because the controllers just decided to take a shit i've seen that i've seen the rechargeable packs no number one it's retarded that you even have to buy a pack that takes the place of the batteries so that you can recharge it like a playstation controller with the special custom cover and all that the fact that you even have to do that is insane but then the fact that that pack nah, will, no 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 it gives you options. Then that pack wears out in three months too. I've yeah. bought I bought them for my girlfriend. My girlfriend's an Xbox girl. And she, yeah. she swears by it. And I buy her all the bullshit. And she, it goes, I'm like, yep, this pack doesn't work. Those batteries are dead. This doesn't, blah, blah, blah. I've had the same PlayStation controller the entire time yeah. that she's been doing this. So new modular thumbsticks with improved longevity to combat stick drift. Do Lip- they have grips finally? Because I'm really waiting for a company to put out st- uh, toggle switches with grips uh, right out of the box. 
Yeah. They are they doing that? Well, the pa- Xboxes have grips. PlayStation's not doing that. Yeah. That's one thing I'll give Xbox. They got the grips on the pads. They need that. And for me, that's an all-around winner. The problem with the new console is uh, the digital-only stance. We've talked about that before. For example, Alex and I have many talking points that combat the far left and many of the far left that would consider that reason enough to take away any digitally-owned content. If you bought a digital-only PS or Xbox and they decided that Hogwarts Legacy was too right-wing for you, they could literally remove the game from the platform and you would have zero chance of playing it again based on the fact that they decided it wasn't something you should play is that the way you want to live or do you want to play legacy whatever the fuck you want regardless of your government stance on lgbtq (laughs) i would like to play video games regardless of my government stance on lgbt i don't know about the rest of you but based on the current political climate i'd like my gaming experience not to change exactly okay we're gonna get back into series again so i mean we have to talk about uh the big nazi elephant in the room (laughs) <laughs> and by that, I'm strictly referring to the Are Nazi. Are talking about the Nazi that, that Justin was like brought in? Referring to the Nazi who was invited into the I'm going to let you floor. take this. You tell them what happened, right. and I'm just going to sit back and cry. And this should be old news to everyone that hears this because this is after the fact, but fuck that. If We're con- going to tell you what really happened. If conservatives invited a Nazi to the House of Commons floor, you'd have everyone calling for the resignation of the caucus. Bro, if the I've seen the conservatives bring a black girl into the fold that said, like, I don't like something 20 years ago. Like, it wasn't even a Nazi. Just flat out said, I don't like this conservative thing. And they got eaten alive. They got eaten alive. Remember Pierre? Yeah. Got hung out? I can't remember the details, but you remember the situation I'm talking about. How close was Pierre to, like, losing his candidacy over that? But, yeah. th- but this is cool. <laughs> so, but if the conservatives did bring a Nazi, you'd, you'd have protests in the streets. This is what would happen. Well, people were calling for liberals' resignation, and the House Speaker resigned, taking the blame himself. So, if you look back at all of the members of the Liberal Party who have resigned... It's all people literally taking the bullet for Justin. Their careers as a political person ended by the corruption of the current prime minister. Was a Nazi on the House of Commons floor a big deal? Yes, it was, because a big part of our childhood education is history, learning of the battles, the devastation of the world. I the think massive- it says a, says a lot about us, too, if, we, if they can't even fucking screen... Motherfuckers on the floor of the I house. I get to of, that. Okay, yeah. yeah, please. The massive casualties we took in World War II, the death and slaughter of Jewish people. This Yaroslav Hunka was a grenadier in the in the Waffen SS. He's in the fucking SS, kids. And the liberal media will say, "Yeah, a mistake was made." Yeah, this isn't a fucking I'm following orders situation. This is a fucking group of people that were sought out by the German army because they were a bit more sinister than other mofos. Yeah. Just so you know. This isn't like, oh, I signed up when I was 15, and there I ended up. Nah. So, so liberal meter, media will say, yeah, a mistake was made, and then they'll post a picture of conservative MPs meeting with Christine Anderson, who's not a Nazi, by the way, just someone with strict views against immigration. And that's why she's labeled as such. And should she be? I like, no. how, I like how not wanting immigrants to come into my country is the same as wanting to go to their country and perform genocide. Right. I fucking love that that's the world we live in, Mark. Exactly. God damn it. Germany has an immigration problem. And that same problem has made it to our doorstep. A group of Sikhs have declared a part of Branton as New Khalistan. So if you're not a Sikh, you're not allowed in that neighborhood. And why not? You want to make a road trip, Mark? Want to do an episode of the podcast live from, what was it called? <laughs> New Calistan. I, I would like to go to New Calistan and do a, live from New Calistan, the shot pod. 
Well, what could they do? Well, in BC, which also has a large population of Sikhs, mm. remember a man asked someone not to vape around his kid, and that man was stabbed and died. Oh, yeah, because of that sheer law knife they're allowed to carry yeah. around that's super safe. Later, the assailant was arrested, and Sikhs took to the street to protest. Now, this is where it gets iffy, because talking about this can be considered fear-mongering. It can make you sound xenophobic. You'll notice how CP24 and CBC did not tell you about this. If, you, right. if, you, if, you, if anybody who's like, I didn't hear about this, are you starting to wonder why? Yeah. And I've had fears of stuff like this for a while by watching videos of many bad apples from migrant groups all over the world. Now, the reason I'm able to talk about this in the same story of the Nazi on the house floor is because it's all about being mislabeled. If you're a conservative who loved watching Christine Anderson belittle Trudeau when he visited Europe for being a tyrant during COVID, good. That's okay. However, you'll be labeled as a far-right racist. If you cheered on the convoy for protesting the COVID mandates, that's also great, but you're a far-right racist, a Nazi even. If you're concerned about immigrants getting violent, it's a fear that some have. You'll be labeled as a xenophobe. But if you have anything to say about a Nazi being on the House of Commons floor, liberals will roll their eyes and say, mistakes happen. Right. Then you have Christia Freeland in a picture holding up a black and red scarf with the words Slava Ukraine. But the red and black is linked to the Bandera movement. Stepin Bandera was a nationalist Ukrainian politician during the Second World War accused of war crimes and atrocities against Jewish and Polish people. The UPA was a Ukrainian insurgent army that cooperated with Nazi Germany with mass killings of up to 100,000 Jews and Poles. They, Wait they, a minute. Are you telling me the country that we are sending billions of dollars to defend against Russia was actually balls deep in killing Jews with the with the Germans back in the They cooperated 40s? with Germany what, what, up what? until Germany refused to recognize Ukrainian independence. And uh, there was someone on this show talking about how the Ukraine was balls deep in with Ger Germany and has been for a long time. Who was it? Who said something like the Ukraine has been working with Germany and, and, and has political ties since the 40s and that this was going to blow up in Canada's face. Who was it? Oh, I'm, I wish I remembered the episode number that I told you this would fucking happen! <laughs> because I said this. I said this when you told me the fucking Americans sent all that money for the in uh, the Bitcoin shit. Yeah. And it got embezzled. And I said, you know why? Because Ukraine's been doing this since the fucking 50s. I said it then. I said it then. I said it like a month and a half ago. I said, I'm fucking tired of us sending money. They are not our friends. They are just fucking sending these assholes over here to, 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 to laugh at us on our House of Commons floor, and then they're taking our money and it's just disappearing. Yeah. And, and we're just like, well, we're trying to help some poor people being attacked by a big bully. And it's just hilarious. Yeah. It's hilarious to me that people are still putting, like, their yellow... If you have the yellow, blue, white flag on your Facebook page, I hope, I hope you just wake up in downtown Ukraine with, like, seven Freedom Fighters pointing fucking ARs at you. <laughs> like, Hey, 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 you want to be part of the solution? Take off that belt. Yeah. That's what I want for you, you fucking retard, you fucking idiot. If you only knew the people that were suffering because of your stupidity. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, And we're all over here like, I changed my Facebook profile. I'm doing something to be part of the solution. <laughs> That's what we're doing. It's so sad. Yeah. I love it. So this is a bizarre story. So a 17-year-old kid named Ethan Liming was driving poor, No, One sec. The poor Ukrainian people. Like at the end of all that, who loses? 
Yeah. It's just like when I was talking about my parents pulling me in the middle. You know what I mean? Yep. My mom is so set that she's right and that if I end up with her, I'm going to be raised to be the best kid. And my dad's like, that psycho bitch, he should be with me. And who loses in the end? I fucking lost yeah. in the end. And it's no different with these countries when you got these big leaders shitting each other's faces and doing backdoor deals and finding out, oopsie daisy, we gave money to this guy who used to kill Jews for fun. All that's just, it doesn't mean nothing. The only people losing are the Ukrainian people dying yeah. and the Russian soldiers dying. They're the only ones fucking losing in the end. Don't forget that. While we're sitting here on our high horse on the podcast talking about who, who's in the room making the decisions. Like that Hamilton. I know you haven't seen the play Hamilton, but there's a song in the play, I Want to Be in the Room. And it's about wanting to be in the room when they wrote the Constitution. Yeah. And it's just about like, I want to be there when the important shit happens. Yeah. None of us are. Yeah. Don't forget that you are unimportant. Whoever is listening. And I'm on that list too. We mean nothing. It's, these people are suffering. They're over there really hurting, and we're over here just like, oh, here's my opinion. And our opinion means nothing. <laughs> what really matters is that there's innocent Ukrainian people suffering about all this bullshit happening. Yep. So a 17-year-old kid named Ethan Liming was driving around with his friend shooting gel bullet guns at people. They stopped by a basketball court. That's part of uh, a LeBron Charity Foundation court. Uh, and he opened up fire on a couple guys. They approached the vehicle. Ethan shot him in the face with this gel gun. All it does is cause pain and minor, minor irritation. I don't know. If you caught someone in the eye, I think that gel gun could kill you. Yeah. They got in a fight. Liming was punched in the face, knocked down, and his head hit the concrete, and that killed him. He died of blunt force trauma. It was considered a homicide. In court, the two were found guilty of assault, but not involuntary manslaughter. Okay, hang on a second. So a guy got shot with a rubber bullet in the face at yeah. point-blank range. He murdered that guy involuntarily, and he's at fault? That sounds like a fuck around and find out situation to me. Yeah. Honest to God. Yeah, yeah. Tell, finish this story. Tell so, me that guy's not doing time. No. So he. Thank so this. Fucking God. So this is what I'm saying. Uh, this has enraged people because he fucked around and and if, and he found out. And he found out. But you can't do that. But on the flip side of the coin, literally reverse the colors. If Ethan was shot in the face, and any one of the guys who hit him were hit, and they died of blunt force trauma. You have someone found guilty in a protest in the street. And it's a hate crime. Immediate. Yes. It's immediately he killed him because he's black. Yeah. Fuck, man. What a world we live in. Yeah. That's that's another, like, this is George. It's just that if, if you don't see George Floyd written all over that, it's that's all it's so all they're doing. I'm uh, Because we're at the two hour yeah, mark. We're at, we're, we got, I'm just going to, I'm going to read through the two last things that I got to say. And then I'm going to tell you about all the things we're going to talk about next week that we yeah. didn't get to. Okay. The latest argument against Trump is he defrauded how much his location is worth. Therefore, his businesses should be shut down. And some people are saying shouldn't need a trial for this. Hell, a judge recently declared no trial needed. But here's the thing. When you buy a property and make upgrades, the value changes. So when Trump declares his business is worth a lot more than what he bought it for, it's not fraud. It's a legitimate statement. And it is then on the bank's to send an appraiser to determine the value of the property, which wasn't done. Nope. Instead, the left is saying, ha, gotcha. And a judge has ruled no trial needed. This will help the lawsuit against him. So this is still legitimately part of the witch hunt. So they're like, Trump. we can't have, they don't want to have lawsuits because that's when the truth comes out. So they're doing everything they can exactly. to avoid them now. How can we set it up so that they say no lawsuit, right? Exactly. Very clever. Regardless of how many people say, no, it's fact, he defrauded the government. He secured favorable terms of loans and insurance deals. Yeah, again, based on the value of the property, which is now way more than what he bought it for. And we're talking his Mar-a-Lago resort. They want him so bad, they're trying to shut down his businesses. Again, TDS, Trump derangement syndrome. 
And remember, even if it did go to trial, every lawyer that represents Trump is being charged for simply representing them. And when he says every, can you please give me a total of how many lawyers have been told that they're not allowed to represent him because they are con- uh, convoluted into his scheme? 18. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Eight? 18. Eight, not 13? Eight, 13? 18. 16? 18. 18. <laughs> yeah. So the judge is saying the property of Mar-a-Lago is only worth $18 million from beach to beach. The actual value is closer to $1 billion. So with no trial, it's rule by decree. And many people who aren't far leftist can see the future. They say it starts with If Trump. you think they're not going to do the same thing to you and your house, kids, yeah. when the government decides to tell you that your property is not yours, I mean, I'm just saying, if you think this is an example of what, if they're doing this to a billionaire, what are you going to do? Exactly. What are you Starts with do? Trump and then goes to you. So who's to say they won't do this to Elon they did it with the, They did it with celebrities. They were like, you can't make a movie unless you get vaxxed. So we all got vaxxed. And how's that going for him? Yeah. So Elon has some views that oppose the far left. Hell, he said he voted for Biden originally, but with everything going on, made it known he would vote Republican next. And we all know the logic of the left. I love Elon and Ahsoka. He's so good. Yeah. <laughs> and we all know the logic of the left. If you're not with me, then you're my enemy. If you're not with me, <laughs> then you're my enemy. Corporate death penalty without trial, destroying a billion-dollar company by a summary judgment. Only a Sith deals in absolutes, Mark. Is very authoritarian. And if you don't think so, you deserve to get hit by a landslide. The judge is accusing Trump of... Exa- of what? The mud, snow, Everything. feces? I'm Everything. Go, I'm going with feces. Yeah. Like, just a bunch of, like, yeah. like, like if, like, seven or eight birds, like, giant mythosauric birds were on top of a mountain and they were just dropping... Did like, you say mythosauric? Yeah, you I made a word mythological? up. Mythological. Mythological. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Some dinosaur-looking birds. You know what I mean? So I'm like, ah! Like, they got pointed heads and they're reptiles, yeah. but yeah. they're flying. I mean, like, some pterodactyl-looking motherfuckers yeah. Oh, yeah. on top of a mountain. And they're taking, like, you know, you remember in the original Jurassic Park, the Triceratops pile of poo? Like, that level of poo and it's just running down. I hope you get hit with that, that landslide of that. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. The judge is accusing Trump of exaggerating the size of his apartment, claiming Trump stated it was 30 thousand square feet when it's actually a third of that size now trump probably not the only thing he exaggerated on the size of oh! <laughs> now so we trump make fun of everybody can make that claim in which case if it was a third of that size and trump was trying to secure loans based on thirty thousand square feet okay that may be fraud but if he's being accused of that of making that claim trump gets or should get a, a trial, trial to prove he made that What's claim that? How do, what are your, or debunk. What, what are the Miranda rights again? You have the right to a trial. If you, can't, you have a right <laughs> to an attorney. If you can't afford one, the state yeah. will provide one. I'm pretty sure these are old things. And Miranda rights are old, are they not? Is that yeah. a new thing? Yeah. Is that like a 90s thing that I forgot about? <laughs> or has that been around since like the 20s? He filed a motion against a summary judgment. Denied. He filed a motion for the charges in New York to denied. be dismissed. Denied. And Do we have a... Den- I wish we could hit a button. It was like, <laughs> denied. <laughs> And his lawyers for uh, representing Trump have been sanctioned seventy five hundred bucks for making legal arguments that have been rejected twice. Right, because making a legal argument as a lawyer is illegal in this country. Yeah. So I watched Barbie, and in saying that Barbie and Ken, or Ken and Barbie, is unreasonable in thinking of a nuclear family, it's pushing "be alone and find yourself," like Rachel Ziegler was saying, uh, "Snow White should be," or like the Little Mermaid was. It's it's all about the destruction of love. Be alone. I don't need another person to be happy. Be alone and find happiness with yourself. And if you are so stupid that you don't think that the government and the people that are running Hollywood and writing this bullshit. 
aren't are, aren't pushing this this narrative like that because if we were all uh, together family that, that valued our freedom and our ability to travel and go out and do all those things then, then you wouldn't be okay with what's going on they want everyone to be alone and find themselves because that allows you're easily manipulated yeah. they can completely take control of your mind through their propaganda if there's nobody to say hey more like, like like basically what you do to me i'm like hey look uh Here's something I found, and Mark will be like, uh, "You realize that that's bubble to bubble." I'm like, "Oh shit, good point." You know what I mean? Like nobody, everybody needs a mark in their life. Yeah. <laughs> so, the message. Uh, although I saw a few things in this movie, the message of bros before hoes when they were reclaiming Barbie Land, they preyed on Ken's insecurity slash jealousy by randomly switching suitors mid song. But in the beginning, every night was ladies' night, and Ken felt like nothing. So he goes to the land of reality and sees what this movie portrays as the patriarchy, uh, which is just working class people. I love that. Uh, it's my favorite part of the movie is it's like the patriarchy. Arr! It's like what guys that work at construction sites, <laughs> yeah. the, guy, the guy that built your house, the guy that fixed your car, the guy that fixed your sewage, the guy that built the building you're inside editing this shitty fucking leftist garbage propaganda movie. Yeah. They're the enemy. So Ken gets excited that people actually notice him because Barbie... Ken can't change a tire. Let's just... Yeah. Throw, can I just throw it out there, everybody that's like, oh, Ken's a, Ken can't change a tire. He doesn't have a penis. And they're like, this is a man. That, yeah. So there's also a portrayal of what a man is yeah. that I think is disgusting. Because they're setting up little girls. That's, if your man can't change a tire, why are you fucking with him? Like, that's kind of where <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Like, I don't care what the circumstances are. Yeah, but like that's kill. It's killing me that if you can change a tire, it's like, well, that's toxic masculinity. If you know where the lug nuts are, yeah, that's what that movie says to me. So, so this guy's a nobody. Barbie doesn't notice him. He's madly in love with Barbie, and Barbie just like throws him to to nowhere. He's he's nothing. So he gets excited that people actually notice him in reality, and then he talks to the other Kens that they don't have to be nobodies. Then Ruth, the creator, at the end says. Humans make things up like patriarchy and Barbie just to deal with how uncomfortable things are. So is that the movie realizing that patriarchy is just a made-up term, ignoring the accomplishments of women worldwide? I mean, you'd have to ignore the rest of the movie. It's then. pretty easy to say there's a patriarchy when you're taking Aunt Jemima off the pancakes box. It's very simple. <laughs> very, very easy to that point because there's nobody yeah. to point to to say, but what about her? You know, very, very simple. Let's talk. Do you want to talk about what we're going to get to next yep. week? First off. You wanted to get to it next week, or did you want to talk about We're going to talk Saw? about one thing right now, and okay. that's Saw. So me and Mark both saw Saw X this week. We will talk about other movies we saw at another time, but um, Mark and I believe it's the best Saw. Oh, yeah. Barbie was garbage, by the way. Anyways, continue. Out of 10. I'd give it a two. I'm surprised that they even fucking got a number. I I've got there there there. Was I had a, to look up integers for there, that movie. There was a line in it where Ruth, or sorry, Helen Mirren is the narrator, and uh, she broke the fourth wall saying that uh, Barbie didn't feel pretty, and in which case the casting director shouldn't have cast Margot Robbie <laughs> as Barbie. Uh, oh, that's funny. Okay, yeah, okay. And I laughed so hard at two that. Two out of ten, you win. <laughs> There's your two. Um, but Saw, nine. Yeah. I, yeah. I so for those that don't know, this takes place between one and two, or somewhere in that era, and I was worried that the girl that played Amanda. Well, I'd say between two and three because and, uh, two, you, two if, is no, Amanda. If you look it up, it takes place between one and two. You can look it up. But two is Amanda. This is after Amanda. This is before she went in the needle pit, and there's things that show that. This is before she went in the needle pit in two. 
She goes in the needle pit in two when she's part of the group. Was she in part one? She was not in part one. Okay, because this it is- showed her in the reverse bear trap. In one? No, in this movie. It showed her in the ver- reverse bear yeah, trap. Yeah, but that's a flashback to two. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. So this takes so, place before that because in this. But what I'm saying then is it's a flashback, so it took place after. Yeah, but that's so the story where they've got the guys and he goes to get fixed takes place before two. But those there are flashbacks and they jump ahead. They jump ahead too. They jump ahead to when he's dead twice. Yeah. So there's jumping, but the actual story of him going to Mexico and then finding these people takes place between one and two because Hoffman's on his side. So right away we know this. Okay. We can argue about the stupid details later, yeah, yeah. but the bottom line is is that Amanda has to fail. That's why I love this movie. Amanda, in the third and the fourth one, fails her test, right? When to save Jigsaw, he dies. Everything falls apart. They needed to portray that. They needed this to show a relationship between Jigsaw and Amanda, but one that would fail eventually, and they did that. They showed her weakness. They showed his, like, he was dying too quick to properly get her ready to carry on his work. Yeah. I love that. I love that they've actually stayed in that mode because I was worried they were going to make Amanda like a badass bitch. I was gonna be like, that's not a girl that would fail her test. You know what I mean? But they Well, did. it started showing her coming around and but, like, but by the I want to yeah. see these people live but then it By the end of it, people. it was the drug addict. It was the little Indian drug addict girl, Gabrielle, that, that got her, that, 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 that set her off and Tobin saw, or Jigsaw saw that and he he knows in that moment that she's not going to fulfill his legacy. Yeah, that I love it. I thought it was perfect. It fit in the timeline. Can you tell? There was what five or six big main traps. What was your favorite trap? We're, by the way, made mad spoilers in the next minute. What was your favorite trap? Was there a trap that made you look away? Was there a trap that made you stop and go? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I wasn't. There wasn't one that had me turn away. I loved them all. Mister Eyeballs didn't get you. No, I, I laughed at. I that. laughed at it too. I, at I loved it. But that I mean, with the eyeballs, it was also the breaking of the fingers because it was him switching, eyeballs and, turning I know, a knob. I know. And I, know. I, I, I love that. I, I love that too. But what the, my favorite was the was the fucking cut. Was the leg cut? Yeah. But, uh, dude, I could oh, having a saw. I couldn't. The, the first, it was the sound. Yeah. <laughs> when she's going, like, have you ever done that? Have you ever used one of those? Yep. You have? Yep. And that scene didn't fucking right. Like, bro, ima- give me your fucking thigh. Come here. Let me touch <laughs> your inner thigh right where it's soft, right there. And you want to tell me that that thing, you ever, you know what I mean? You know you touched it. Yeah. You, you did it and you were like, and yeah. you squeezed it, right? You just touch it like this. You just go like, ah, just yep. like that. And there's a little, little blood. And you're like, oh, shit. Really? Nothing? You're a fucking psychopath. <laughs> psychopath! We can't be friends. I don't trust you. Well, I How was, did you raise children? I was paying attention to like literally everything. So every time the puzzles would go down, you would hear just this danger music. And I, I laugh so hard every time. Like, I know. But that got me, though. I couldn't. I couldn't. I just couldn't. Now, I found uh, there was one thing that was stupid. There's always one thing in each movie where I go, nope. Wouldn't happen. Yeah. Buddy with the brain tissue. You can't do that. You cannot do that. That's impossible. Nope. You cannot cut your... The, the, the feeling of the saw in your head immediately. I don't care. You can have adrenaline in your blood. You can pump you in. Psst, like Batman did at the end of the Batman. Remember when he got shot? Yeah. He was going to die and he had that hole in his suit. I don't care if you're that version of Batman. If you have a hole in your head and you go to put your... Put the thing in to get a piece of your brain. You will. You're going to go into shock. Immediate shock. 
There is nothing that will overcome that. You could be taking all the suppressors on the planet. You are going to go into shock, and you're going to pass out. You're never going to get to be Well, able I mean, you can be in shock and still be awake. You can't pick a piece of brain out of your hand and hold it. You won't be, like, have you, have you ever hurt yourself and tried to perform a task? Because I, I broke my elbow yeah, and yeah. tried to stand up. Yeah. It's just an impossibility. The bottom line is, is that when you break bone, when bone is is shattered in your in your body anywhere from your very from the 400 bones in your foot to the 28 bones on the top of your head if any of them break there's a, a chemical in the marrow that when it's released into your bloodstream induces unconsciousness it's just a fact yeah you will pass out it's it's it's, it's a defense mechanism it's that's the part of these movies that kills me breaking your foot to get out of a chain that's why the first movie's so good because nothing in the first movie would make you pass out. You can cut your leg off. No problem. You yeah. can cut your leg off. That's realistic. You cannot take a chunk of your own fucking brain out. You can't <laughs> do it. Sorry. You can't do it. Just the fucking saw of of the hole, is an, you'd be gone. Yeah. You would never get to the step where you took it out. That was the only one where I went, I'm, I'm in the theater with my seat on my back going, no fucking way! <laughs> you know, I didn't know. That was the only one. But <laughs> the leg one, that's realistic. You would live. Yeah. You would stay conscious. But the pain would be like you would probably have to like, like do one of those. Yeah. But you could keep going. That's why that one got me because you wouldn't die. The brain one, you most of the saw trials, you would die. You would yeah. pass out from pain before it happened. But that the, the leg, but, oh, those are so good. But yeah. overall, it was really good. The fact that it was still early in uh, Jigsaw's. Uh, and he was the star. It was the first movie, I think, in the whole 12 or 10 of them that, like, he's the main guy. He yeah. gets the most script. He gets the most uh, close-ups and emotion. Those eyes are dead. I don't care who Tobin... I don't know who Tobin Bell is, but I don't know how he turns on those dead eyes. When, he, <laughs> when he's walking up the stairs and they're like, please help me, and he does that thing where he's just like... You know, he does, <laughs> he does the look. And then he, like, struggles to get up the stairs. Bro, I don't know how... That's acting. Like, yeah. those eyes are so fucking dead to me. That guy, they say cut, and he goes, I'm Tobin Bell, I'm going to go get a sandwich. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, to me, I can't do that. I don't understand how he can be that dead yeah. inside. He's all, I want to play a game. Cut. All right, how was that? Was that okay? Was it's, that? <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, it's called Monopoly. <laughs> just kidding, guys. Just kidding, guys. By the way, I bought you all Rolexes for the movie. Go for it. Says Connect saw, four. Says Saw X on the back. I'd like to play a game with you guys if you guys are there. You want to play a game with me? All right. Sounds like a good night, right? Drink a game? You guys want to play a drinking game? You're yeah. like, is this this Jigsaw? <laughs> I want to drink with Jigsaw. <laughs> Anyways, great movie. Highly recommend it. Um, Saw 1, 2, 3, and 4 are the best in the franchise. It got a little out of hand after that, but those first four are amazing. I would say it is as good, if not better, than 2, but not as good as 1. That's I, me. I'd say it's better than anyone above 4. All right. So anything above... Oh, it's, I agree. You and me... <laughs> Handshake on that. <laughs> it is better than everything above four. It is better than four, in my opinion. On par with three. On par with two, but not as good as one. Yeah. That's where I say it is. I'd say it's very, very... Just because, like, I'll never forget that moment in my life. I was watching it with my girlfriend in her bedroom, and we were trying to fool around. And then at the end of the movie comes, and it starts getting the music, and I'm like, hang on, babe. You don't get off my dick for a second. <laughs> and then Buddy stands up, and he the acting, because he's groggy from the drugs. My, best, my favorite part about Tobin Bell is that, like, he never... All the factors that get played, and he's groggy from the drugs, so he's out of it, and he gives this the most sinister, I'm stoned on drugs smirk. He goes, like that. <laughs> You'll, you remember that scene. He, yeah. he, looks at, he looks at Hoff, or not Hoffman, but he looks at the guy, he look, looks at this guy, and just smirks and turns around very groggily, opens the door, 
and then lock. Like yeah. that first movie will never be topped. I don't think there's a better horror movie in maybe Alien or Halloween. Like the classics, like the first ones. I do not think it gets better than Saw One. And then I would put Saw X right after it, just because if you saw the guy dead in the middle of the room holding a gun, standing up, coming, somebody get this guy a crown. Because nobody <laughs> saw that coming, right? Yeah. Now, did you see it coming that he knew that the him and the guy, girl were in cahoots in that movie? Yeah. I saw it coming too. Yeah. But how satisfying still was it when he was like, "Oh, I saw this coming." Why was there two places there? Was he expecting someone else on that thing? And then the fucking smoke comes in the room. Like, yeah, too good, too good. I do think it was a little shitty though. I wanted to see. We you know she was poking her head out. I wanted to see what happened to her body. Because wouldn't all of her body be bubbling and peeling off and melting? Should be, yeah. That's the part I was missing. I was waiting for him to walk in and grab a piece of her skin and peel it off like a jacket while she <laughs> fell to the ground and died. That's what I was. I was like, that's the final scene. But they didn't give me that, so no. I will give it Did a nine. Did you stay for the post credit? I definitely stayed for the post credit with Hoffman. I love that. That's how you know it's between two and three, because he knew Amanda would fail. He knew it, and that's why Hoffman was his boy. Hoffman's the real boy. That's what everyone forgets. Hoffman's the real man to take on his legacy, and he does in Seven. He takes it, and he sets all the traps and gets stuck in his own. That's the genius of Saw. But it was Hoffman that he put faith in and then trapped him in his own shit because yeah. Amanda, he knew from... And it was actually kind of interesting. This movie could technically be the reason he figured out Amanda wouldn't be able to carry on the legacy. This could be the reason he figured it out and started moving Hoffman. Because that scene at the end where Hoffman and him were setting up the guy for the original movie kind of says, Hoffman's my boy, not her. I already <laughs> lost faith in her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is where the story goes. So there's, I can't say enough good about it. If you don't like the Saw franchise, you don't like movies. <laughs> you must, they just don't like quality. Go watch Lord of the Rings fucking again because it's like the only... All right. Only thing. Uh, so, what did you want to bring up next time? Okay, there's a the, the next. Can we do the voice? Next time on the show, we're gonna talk about how bad Expendables Four was. It's the worst movie ever made. I'll talk about why. We're gonna talk about Ahsoka. By the time we get to the next episode, the series will be done. We're gonna talk about all the finality of it. We're gonna talk about how I don't think that's Ezra. We're we're gonna dabble more into Halloween stuff. There was just so much to get through. Today? We actually took last week off, and we had one in the bank, so we put one up. <laughs> and uh, Hall next week, Halloween all day, yeah. all day. We're gonna talk about everything. And when we talk about 1995, we'll specifically get into what were the scarier movies of that. Yeah. Um, and the last thing we're going to talk about, uh, Frontiers finished its update. Sonic Frontiers had a bad ending, and they've updated it with the ending that they in originally intended. Um, so it, it is a good ending. It's I want to talk about the difference between them and the future of Sonic. I want to talk about the Octopocalypse. The Octopocalypse is what happens oh, when yeah. octopus or octopi, who are individual but smarter than humans, decide to build communities. And they are. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that. And last but not least, uh, we'll talk about Sonic Movie 3 has started filming. And uh, we're going to talk about the writer's strike. Oh, yeah, because that, that ended. And too. the actor's strike. Now, the actor's strike didn't end, though. So we're going to talk about how they're connected and why the one's ending and one's not and get into a little bit more of what you... People don't understand that not, you're not... People aren't affected right now by the writer's strike. You'll be affected next year. Kind of like... Remember when everyone had a short season? There was a writer's strike in 2008, I believe it was, or 13, something like that. And every every season from that year had like eight episodes or nine episodes as opposed to 20. 
you're gonna we're, I'm gonna explain how that's what's coming. Yeah. You're gonna see a little less of everything, and then it'll be okay after that. But it's happening once again. We're gonna talk about all those things next week on the Shop on episode 95. Thanks for listening. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. This was a pretty jam-packed episode, and I kind of went on a pretty long rant, but you can definitely check us out at www.theshotpod.com. Remember the zero. You can check us out at Apple Podcasts. We're on uh, Spotify. Amazon. And we're on iHeartRadio and Google. YouTube. We're on YouTube as well. If you go to YouTube, the first half hour of every episode from like 50 forward is up. Check it out. There's no cursing. You can listen to it with the kids. Peace be with you.